Hey, Paul, you look like a moron. Welcome to the Bass and Brews podcast, your weekly distraction from other high-quality podcasts. And now, your host, Alex from Swamp Rat Fishing, and the co-hostess with the mostest, the Jabberhammer, Paul Roberts. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine. hey What the hell was that? I thought I'd throw some singing tunes up into the last little part of the intro. Thought it'd be fun. A little I like it. No, you don't. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't like it at all. Ever gonna edit out of this podcast? Is my, <laughs> I just edit that one song part into out. the music. Well, hello oh, everybody. It's Bass and Brews. It's Friday. As the intro said, we are your weekly distraction from high quality podcasts. Tonight we've got Wes Richardson. You guys probably know him because uh, he was on the event one of the Queen City Kayak Bass Fishing Trail. Queen oh. City Chronicles. You've oh, already... see, now you fucked it up. Or no, you, you did. But because you're the one you that fucked it up. just like everything else. You name it. And then I do forget. it. And then you fuck it all up. And then you'd be trying to change it and mess it up. And then I got to come in and save it. Listen, I don't I'm think we can argue anymore. I don't think we can argue anymore. Tori, the Bass and Bruce historian, got, uh, she said that it sounded like she was a kid in the backseat of a failed marriage in the front seat arguing. I don't know what that means. What do you mean you don't know what that means? I have no idea what you're talking about. If there's anybody that knows about failure, I, I, I know it's you, Paul. Yeah, a lot of it. Hey, I fished a tournament this weekend. Guess what? I caught one fish. The bitch was like six inches. That's, uh, yeah, that was your first time going out for the year, right? First time since first week of December 2022. Yeah. So one that's not that bad. Hmm. Yeah, you know I, got who, one, uh, I caught one fish. You know who doesn't know how to catch fish, though? Wes does. Hey, real quick, real, real quick, I got an announcement and, a, and something to show. Uh-oh, look we're what pulling came out in the trophies. mail. Yeah, look at that. It came in the mail. Oh, now you're like Alex in the back. Are you going to put a light behind it with a switch? You know, it's hey, great. There we go. We're showing it off. You, you got to listen. This is special now. Okay. This is, All right. I got my this is two years in a row. Bass and Brews has one big fish of hook set hoodlums. Oh, no shit. Oh, it's a real yep. thing. Okay. It's a real thing. Oh, yeah. It's not a fake trophy. What do you think? I'm carrying fake trophies? What? Amazon? I don't know. <laughs> You guys look so proud. Look at you. Look at this. This is the 2021 Hookset Hoodlums champ and Paul's 2022 champ. That's uh, okay. All right. Hey, and this is this is like nationwide. I caught the biggest fish, and I caught it like the third week, I think the third week of February last year and held on to it the whole year. Yeah. Well, congratulations. And I got this badass old man hat. Hoodlum hat that came with it. So I appreciate you, Ken, Bill, that other guy nobody knows, Harold. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a great announcement. Uh, I don't know which one's going to take it. Paul is not starting off the year well. I don't think that six inch bass is going to help us. So maybe I'll take it in 2023 and we'll just alternate years until they rechange Hookset Hoodlums to Hookset Hoodlums, a Bass and Brews brand. There How we do go. we get signed up for this Hookset Hoodlum? What it's, is it? It's our I, promotional staff okay. thing that we're in. Okay. They don't they don't do any um 
any real tournament except they do one a year oh it's just a it's just a close-knit kind of group no no it's a it's a clothing brand i got this hat he's got that hat yeah it's a clothing brand we're pro staff for we're awesome great group of hoodlums and they are fantastic nice so for the perfect segue over wes how are you buddy i'm doing good man i think last time we were here y'all were making fun of me for my night place and y'all were showing off your hardware so i don't know (laughs) if y'all can see in the background I went ahead and put up my first place finish <laughs> hardware for you. I like it. It's a uh, it's a white piece of paper on a uh, white uh, wall. Yep. Yep. First a, place. It, what is it? First place for? For catching fish. Nice. It looks hand drawn. Did you make that award yourself? Nope. Who? That was <laughs> the South to... Carolina Club. I got nice. you. It's hard to see from here. Like. You know, yeah, okay. I drew it. I drew it. I had stuff on my walls the last podcast, and it's all come down. So I'm like, I need to put something up there. So I put my first place <laughs> finish for you up there. <laughs> well, I'm we're colorblind. It's hard to see it. I packed up my ninth place finish yeah. already mm. for the move. So there you go. Just for you guys. Well, it's great to have you on. If you guys again. West was part of uh, the Queen City Chronicles episode one for 2023, and uh, he's such an awesome guy that, uh, and he kind of fits our brand, our, our special brand of BS. So we figured we'd bring him on for the full show, and uh, we're stoked to have you on. We're ready to uh, kind of dive in, and he'd be making money. I mean, he just came in second place, which ain't first uh, in the monthly. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that was a struggle, man. Did they tell you, like, did you read, like, what happened with that second place finish? No. no. I'm, I, I like TikTok. I don't read shit. I listen yeah. and scroll. I do, too. I've, I watch your y'all look stuff all the time. I don't know how you do it. You find a sausage in a grocery store, point a camera at it, and say, y'all look, and you get thousands of views. I don't know yep. how you do that. I got to come up with it. Tens of hundreds of thousands. Listen, you could just be like primary jump master and just steal it all together because his last (laughs) five TikToks, he's just looked at stuff and gone, Y'all look. Y'all look. Hey, I love I don't I love Tony, but you're stealing. No, steal it. Y'all use it. That that that'll help it'll help make the brand right there. It's hashtag (laughs) y'all look. Y A double L double O K. Y'all look. Uh, what so tell us tell us about how what the hell happened on the monthly that you because you posted if you ain't first you last yeah yeah i'll have a video on it uh friday on my channel but um so it was an online tournament for the month of february with uh another club and um and then i fished the queen city actual eight hour tournament on the lake and so it was the same lake for both clubs, so I could double dip, right? So I think I caught like 70-something inches, like a 19 and a half, 19 three-quarter. And uh, everything was great. That put me in like first or second place with the monthly, right? And uh, so I got home, submitted all the fish, and then I realized later I didn't actually write the online club's ID on my thing. Mm. So all of my fish were disqualified. So I basically had to start from scratch with having that 19 and – three quarter you know so i went out uh the weekend before last and i came back i only caught four they allow a five fish limit so i caught four and that put me in like third or fourth place with only four not even having a fifth fish so this last weekend i need to go out and catch one fish at 11 inches to to uh, basically be in second place 
and I got it. I got like 17 and a quarter. So basically tied for first, but the first, uh, but my biggest fish when I was in the tie was bigger than the guys. So that put me in for the win. Well, last night of the online tournament, this guy went out there like nine, 10 o'clock at night, put in a 19 inch largemouth bass. And I'm laying in my bed in the dark looking at it. Like, holy shit. Did that just happen? Like, did you throw your phone? All that. What's did you that? throw your phone? Did you throw your phone? You know, when I looked at it, I actually, my stomach kind of dropped and then I grinned a little bit. I was like, you know, what? if you had to get your ass out there like that late at night to catch me, you know, there's something kind of, you know what, what I mean? What happens? Like, kudos to you, bro. You know, what happens if he caught that fish like two days ago and he's just been holding on to submitting it just to mess with you? Well, he did well because it worked. <laughs> But what was the kicker? I'm sitting here watching his leaderboard. He was in first place, but he had this fish that he he put the hand over the eyeball. Mm. That's automatically disqualified. They didn't DQ it. So I'm sitting here going, that don't count. That don't count. That don't count. And all of a sudden it went away. And here come the 19 to take its place. So, yeah, Man, heartbreak. Heartbreak. He's he's a hammer, man. I was like I said, I would rather lose that way than to win by a DQ, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? The guy was I think what was it? Was it Sunday night? All that wind and everything we had, or was mm. it was it Monday or Tuesday night? They had like tornado warnings. But anyway, yeah, he was out there. Who, won, who was it that won? Pin. Oh man, I'm gonna mess it up. Who? Uh, uh, yeah, Vang, wasn't it? Uh, maybe. Uh, maybe a relative, because I think they got the last name. But uh, hold on. It was uh no, it wasn't Austin. Who was it? But that's what I was thinking. It was also Ped, Ped was his name. P E D. Ped Bang. Yeah. Yeah, he was the first place guy. Hey, that's dedication right there. Get that yeah. monthly. That's, well, I mean, to roll this all back, that's still really good because you haven't been fishing for a long time, correct? Like, what's uh, kind of how you got into all of this? Yeah, probably. Uh, I want to say tournament fishing, probably a year and four months, mm-hmm. something like that. So, um, my, I guess the way I got into it, my partner and I, so we were, it was like during COVID, actually back up, we went on a family beach trip together and I went out and I brought my fishing poles. He didn't have any fishing poles with him. He fished, he just didn't really know how to surf fish. But anyway, we went and he ended up catching fish, family leaves and we end up staying there another week just fishing together and I uh, saw how much he loved it. And I remember like we fished all day one day and I woke up the next morning and I remember thinking, man, I'd really like to go fishing today, but I don't want to burn him out on it, you know? And he wakes mm-hmm. up and looks at me and says, you want to go fishing? I was like, hell yes. So, <laughs> so, I mean, we were out there just, I mean, it was all day, every day. And uh, we ended up pulling in like 40-inch red drum and this and that. Holy shit. Yeah, where I mean, we all, we were, where we all surf fishing at? Uh, the redneck capital of the world, Myrtle Beach. North oh, Coast. man. I didn't First know there were drum at Myrtle Beach like that. Yeah, it was a one-off. It was right after a hurricane. And the locals were telling us like that just don't happen here, you know. Hmm. So we got we got lucky. So, but we got back home and we kept fishing. I was showing him how to catfish around here, like we do. He's from Michigan, so it's a little different, you know. We've got these big flathead, uh, you know, nasty ass catfish around here. They don't have those up north, so I kind of showed him around with that. And we started looking into bass fishing. So we were, we were out of the bank catfishing. We would be throwing over to the side trying to catch some bass. Didn't know what we were doing. And eventually we just ran out of bank. Mm. Started looking online for a boat. We were like, we parking situation is not the greatest. So we found some cheap 
uh, kayaks. Mm -hmm. And then uh, one day we were out in the water and there was some guy, hey, man, y'all with Queen City kayak bass fishing? I'm like, what is, what is that? And then uh, we looked him up, found him on Facebook. And then uh, about two, three months later, we got up the Courage and fished our first charity event. Where, to get what's, the what's y'all's home lake? Where are you out of? Dude, we're like seven, eight minutes from Wally, but we never finish it. We, we never fish it. We call Lake Norman our home lake. Mm -hmm. We're about, we just bought a house. Actually, we closed Friday on a house on, uh, it's about five, 10 minutes from Lake Norman. Congrats, dude. That's awesome. Nice. Thanks, man. Oh, the hey. stupid fucking soundboard again. Jesus. <laughs> I got something special for you. Uh oh. Um, actually, I don't. I, I meant to, but I forgot. Oh, you piece of shit. Anyway, <laughs> but that's awesome to have that much success, like, for not doing it for that long, for not doing the whole tournament scene for that long, or even kayak fishing at that. Did, I mean, you had never really kayak fished before that, right? No, no. I mean, I grew up, you know, catfishing, uh, surf fishing with, um, you know, my dad and grandpa, and then, you know, Bryce, his, his grandpa actually has a fishing charter up north in Michigan, but that's like down rigging, you know, out yeah. there on the Great Lakes. It's a totally different game. But yeah, we had just never done it before, you know. Now I don't even know if I could fish standing up. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm wondering if I get a bass boat, boat am I going to be just totally screwed up here? You know, you know what's funny is I went out with a buddy of mine and he's the one that got me into bass fishing, right? And he's also the one that got me into kayak fishing. But when he's in town, like River X, the river that I fish on, he showed me kind of all the spots and I've kind of adopted it since he uh, he was in the military. So he transferred out of the area. Uh, but anytime he's in the area, his dad still lives here and his dad's got like a ranger that we go out on. It's the most awkward thing for me. Really? I'm like, where's my seat? This is a lot of fucking standing. And then like... It's just, I don't know. It's weird because I don't stand up a lot. I don't know about you, Wes. Uh, like, I I barely stand. I stand to stretch and piss. That's it. But it still looks like he's sitting down. You son of a bitch. You <laughs> son of a bitch. How about getting the, the bass in the boat? Does it feel awkward, like, trying to flip them in? Or do you just yeah. grab your net? Or No. it. Well, one, he doesn't have a net. So <laughs> we have to boat flip them, flip right? Oh, yeah. So what's really funny is I, I caught... Again, I had never caught a bass before I, I I met this guy. I randomly was stationed with him. It was 20. Uh, I'm fucking old now. I'm trying to remember dates here. Yeah, it was 2016. No, 2017. And he took me out on his dad's boat. And I finally caught in some bass, but they were all like, you know, 10-inch uh, Paul bass, basically, mm -hmm. right? Like just small, tiny little bass. And I give him out. Did you just say Colton? No, you I had caught just Colton. Did I say cotton? Mm, damn, it's hanging around. It's talking to you too much. Um, <laughs> I've worn off. Yeah, but uh, so so I get what I'm pretty sure is my PB, and at that point my PB was like 15 ounces. So it, it's like a two pound bass, but I have to boat flip this thing. And Pat, if you're listening, I hope you remember this. Like his dad's in the boat drinking Budweiser. I've got this thing, and I'm trying to boat flip him, and I just turn and I look at him and I go can we get a net? Like I was so worried that I was going to lose this fish. Yeah. Not my uh, proudest moment. I was excited. Cause at that point it only caught in like dinks. And uh, this is the first, like, this is the Hell first. Yeah, I that... give it. Damn. I'd be like, give me a net right now. Oh yeah. No, see, that's very uh, authoritative, uh, very um, oh, assertive. Yeah. 
I did not. No, no, no. That's okay. I did not do that. I trembled. There was like a, can we get a net? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. For this two pound bass that it was so, uh, yeah. But, and then, and then now he, he, he got the courage up to start boat clipping fish in his kayak because he lost his net and he boat flipped a jackfish that came and smacked him in the mouth and the leg and cut him all up. The best was, yeah, the best was re-looking at that footage, and I didn't get the best of angles on it, but you can definitely see where I flipped that thing into my head. And right, like, if, if you go frame by frame and zoom in, you can see where the pickerel uh, moves his mouth and cuts my line at the same time. After I got slime all down me, and then he breaks off. I was so pissed. That was that was easily like almost a five pound pickerel. That thing was a beast. I think we call them northern northern. Uh, when I was in Michigan, we called them northern pike. Am I talking the same thing? Different fish. Is it a different species? Yeah. Okay. So northern well, pike is the big. That's like the like a pike uh, okay. chain pickerel. In the south, they call them jackfish. Um, okay. Up north in Michigan, they actually call pickerel. They call walleye. I think pickerel. But the fish I'm talking about is the chain pickerel. It's like okay. a smaller version of the pike. Super survivor, lives in trash water, hyper-aggressive water wolves. They are amazing. Okay. Delicious. I, I think Delicious. I've caught them in South Carolina. I mean, yeah. don't we have pickerel? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're basically, a, it was like a pike fish. with just less colors, right? It looked identical. It just didn't have yeah. all the rainbow colors. Yeah. No, usually they're like green. And the big way to tell is they have a black line down their eye, like a tear that comes off of their eye, basically. Oh, okay. Like they a gangster fish. I was about yeah. to say, I didn't I didn't check to see if they had murdered anyone. Like <laughs> well, I mean, they're going to have multiple <laughs> for multiple bluegill that they've destroyed. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, we back... called them down here in South Carolina. But pack pack most... pack girl. Yeah, most pack people can call them jackfish. Well, Nobody calls them the jackfish. Um, but yeah, it, it's weird. It's awkward uh, from a boat now. I, I'm, I'm with you. How, how often do you actually stand... Because, uh, well, first let's start, like, what kayak do you have? So I started out, I don't even, I don't even want to mention the name of this kayak. Uh, it's, it came from somewhere not here. And, okay. <laughs> uh, I didn't know anything about kayak fishing. This is sure. right when COVID hit. Nothing was in stock. Yep. And I yep. did what everybody does. I looked at a $4,500 Hobie and I was like, that is ridiculous. Who would pay that much money for a kayak, right? Yep. I did that. And then I got the 1299 13-foot banana boat <laughs> thing yep. out. And, uh, yeah, so I started out with that. It was great. It was just – it was actually – it's Brooklyn Kayak Company was mm. the name. But as much as we fish, like, we don't, we don't, we're not married. We don't have kids, obviously, right? These things just started falling apart. And then, you know, like, I still have parts coming in the mail. I've had my Hobie for, like, eight <laughs> months now. And these parts are just – they keep coming in, you know? But it was a good starter kayak, but it was, uh, so yeah, 13 foot long. But now with the Hobie, I've got a pro angler now. And, uh, yeah, I get real excited when I hook a fish and I'm watching a little bit too much like Christine Fisher, you know, she's out there standing on the tip of her kayak. Yeah. So I've never now and then I'm standing up a little bit. Sometimes <laughs> I'll see a boater. I'm like, let me show him, you know, and I stand up and act like I'm doing something. Have you ever you know. stood up on the front? No. You no, try it. I've I've tried it a couple times. With I can do it in the old town. 
Have you really? I can't tell if you're messing with me. You stood up on the front of a Hobie? Okay. No. No, me? No. Yeah, yeah I have. Oh, no. you have? Yeah. There's no way. There's no way that thing's going to yeah. hold your bulbous body. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm not doing it out in deep water. I do it like a foot or two of water. So oh, when it's on the trailer? In the bottom. Uh, when it's stuck <laughs> in the bottom. Yeah. Now, I have you... slid it in and jumped on the front and walked in and uh, about okay. falling in every time I've done that. But I, ha I have done that. But no, you ain't going to catch me, especially now. I got too much shit. Well, I got the trolling motor on there now, and I just got too much shit in the kayak now that, you know, if it if it goes over, shit's getting lost. So I ain't. I ain't wealthy enough to replace everything I've built the last two years. I don't. I don't really push that. I don't put. I don't push that too much. I don't be doing shit like that. Yeah, I don't. I don't really either. I just when I catch a fish, I don't know what it is. That sometimes I went through this month and a half where every time I hooked a fish, I would stand up and I was watching my YouTube channel. Like, why am I doing that? Like, I didn't. It's not a conscience thing I was doing or anything. I just I was doing it. But now I'm. I just sit. You know, I mean, it's probably better to stand, right, initially to get them close so you keep that leverage, you keep that tension on the fish. Because I do feel like it's easier to lose a fish because we are sitting down and we're yeah. losing that momentum as the fish pulls the boat closer. So your rod tip being higher, even with you standing, I mean, maybe would have you keep it, but yeah. I, I tell I, you I what, though, I don't know. I like to... I'm you know, a little bit newer, but when I'm sitting down, I hook a fish. I like to stick, like keep my line as much as I can in the water. I do not want that fish jumping like whatsoever. Like my pole tip is like literally in the water. In the water. And I'm <laughs> keeping tension on it. I do not want, the only, I want it to come out the water when I'm holding the net. That's, yeah. that's the only time I want it to break. So. How are you going to get those, how are you going to get those fancy ass uh, shots to put on your YouTube channel if you don't let the fish jump in there? I mean, every now and then. <laughs> You got well, a little bit on the edge, a little bit. You don't stand in your hobie. I can you just clip it out of Ryan Brennan's uh, YouTube. Just put that <laughs> snippet in, and yeah. you know. Yeah, I realize there's no way I could do that method of standing. I've become so like second nature um, because I'm in an old town, so we have that instant reverse because it's bicycle style, right? So it's like second. Like I don't even think about it to where when I set into a fish, I'm instantly reversing backwards. Yeah. To like keep that tension, keep myself from the spot, you know, try to not move as much. But I've realized the last time I like, I literally, it's just second nature now. So I couldn't well, even hey, do this you, anything if I wanted. In a few more months, you're going to be like me and gained enough weight that uh, the, the weight of the boat is not going to let you, that little fish, pull you towards it. You know what, Paul? Totally off track. Uh, <laughs> I, I weighed myself for the first time since I've been out, and it's specifically because of the fat jokes. <laughs> I'm the exact same weight as when I got out. Thank you very much. You Where's the applause? A month Where's ago. the applause? Where's the applause thing now? Okay, come on. Hey. I don't that like that one. Yeah, it was kids. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just I, I look bigger because the beard is filling out is what it is, I think. When did you get out? I started terminal October 15th. October. Oh, fresh. Okay. And I technically, my last day, what, like today, March 1st, at time of recording, I got my very first retirement check today. Nice. Do you, yeah. do you find yourself, because when I, when I was in the military and I got home, like I'd be standing in line at the McDonald's and mm -hmm. somebody's just sitting there chit-chatting and I'm like, move with a purpose. 
<laughs> you know, and they're like, "What?" I'm like, "You done? You know what I mean? Are you, did you do you find yourself being a little kind of aggressive a little with civilians?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Amanda, my wife, calls me out on it all the time. One, yeah. So like, if we're in a public setting. One, I'll be like, oh, my God, did you hear what they just said? How funny is that? And she's like, what are you talking about? And we'll be in, like, the meat section, and it's, like, three people over, and she's like, I didn't hear shit. Like, there's this, like, she can't hear. Like, I'm listening to, like, nine different conversations because I was a radio operator for a large portion of my career. So I'm just used to listening to, like, nine things at once. But, yeah, and then when it comes to moving that cart, like, in the grocery store, I'm not going to, like, I'm cl that close to knocking over old ladies. Like, I'm driving that thing aggressive like i've got places to go <laughs> but what's really funny though is then once i get in the car i'm gonna do five under the speed limit because i am a shitty driver so um <laughs> if it's a boat i'm fine if it's a car not so much is, but it, yeah. is it because you can't see over the steering wheel you motherfucker wow. that was wow. he's that's three so far we are 25 he minutes is. in that's three short jokes it's clever yeah mm. do you look yeah. like a nascar driver when you drive steer wheels like inches from your face and that's four you know hold on that would look like <laughs> <laughs> just holding it right there um uh if, if y'all are listening and not watching you need to go watch the at the 25 minute mark 25 to minutes and 22 second mark to see what he just did I, I think it's weird. It's funny you brought it up because there are like weird things that I've noticed, like as I'm trying to transition fully to a civilian, right? Like this is 20 long years of doing living that military culture. Um, you served as well, right? Did you have any issues with that? Um, mine was uh, uh, mine was looking for my weapon when I okay. didn't have my weapon. What what <laughs> uh, branch were you in? I was in the army. Okay. Yeah, and for the listeners that don't know, when you land in Afghanistan, you, you you basically have your weapon before you get there, and you carry it with you for a year. You sleep with it. You go everywhere with it. So when you come home, you hand it, or you get back to garrison, you hand it in, and now you feel like something's missing. So when I came home from vacation, mom heard me, like, rumbling around in the room or whatever in the middle of the night. And she comes in there. It's pitch black, dark. And she cuts on light and I'm crawling around the floor and I look up. She said, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm looking for my weapon. Yeah. She's like, honey, you're home. You're home. <laughs> you're home, honey. Like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's right. I, that's those. I didn't have the weapon thing, but for the first two months being home from this from this last trip, um, I was on the ship for a full year, right? I was a geo bachelor on the ship, so I had to sleep in the rack. I didn't have a house over there. I just slept on the ship. And it's best way to describe it. I think it's like two feet wide and uh, six foot long. It's a very tight space. That's what you have to kind of, it's called a coffin rack. That's what you sleep in. So when I came home, my wife was noticing that I would sleep on my side. And when I went to go to roll over, I would go up and then like this <laughs> because you can't just roll over. Like we've got a king size bed. You got all this space. But when you're on the boat, you're very limited. So you'd have to like, subconsciously like lift up roll over and then sit back down um or sometimes she'll catch me if i'm sleeping on my back i'll have my leg up kind of crossed because when there's heavy seas that's the best way to kind of lay so your stomach settles and you put your leg up to make it so you don't fall out of the rack you use that as like leverage on the other end so i'll sleep with basically like crossing my legs across okay. yeah it's 
it's fucking weird. Uh, <laughs> no, I get it. I it's, get it. That's I was it was a uh, uh, I was stationed for a long time at an Air Force base, and I just got used to hearing everything take off. And then when I got home, it was so quiet. I had a hard time sleeping. Or probably the biggest thing I don't know if when you got out, did they send you to like a? It was like a civilian transition courses, and they teach you how to be a decent human being and all this stuff, right? Yep, I, didn't go, I didn't. Yeah, I was like, I'm not doing all that. I just get me the <laughs> hell out of here, right? And I got home, and I was like, you know, they gave me my last check or whatever. And if you think, like, as a single soldier like me, I was in a barracks, and I could get go to the chow hall and get three meals a day, and I, right. like, I had no bills, right? And I come home, and I'm like, I'll just get a fun job as a dishwasher at a bar, like. I was just drinking all the time, working my ass off, washing dishes. I remember getting that first check and I paid my phone bill. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, I did not go for it at all. <laughs> like, I, and it was, I was just shocked. I was yeah. like, like, all this stuff was just, I don't want to say taken care of. We paid the price. But I was right. not ready. I was not. Like, I went from, like, high school to, mm. you know, civilian, you know, pretty quick. But uh, yeah, I didn't I, regret it at all. I felt that when I was looking for a job, right, I was trying to translate what I was making in the military to now I got to make that into the civilian world. Right. And I, I retired. I was an E6. Um, that's a that's a lot of fucking money. Um, thankfully, we got to figure it out. But there was a lot of like, you know, when they say it's really easy to get a job when you get out, it is really easy to get um, like a fourteen dollar an hour job. Which yeah. is good. You got. You, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Everybody loves military. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but when the military says like, "Hey, I need to make thirty-five dollars an hour," and they're like, "Oh, fuck yourself." Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was uh, for me transitioning. Now that was, you know, everybody talked about, "Oh, it's gonna be so easy," and I've been kind of lucky with this whole process, but uh still it's it's not as easy as people. I got so many rejections where they're like, "Your military," or it said, "Thank you for your service." But you're too qualified. I'm like, are you fucking kidding you're too me? Too qualified. Where they're like, well, like he can't be discouraged about that, right? Right. Yeah. Well, I thank them. Is that I thank them for his service. I thank them for his yeah. service. Yeah. So uh, it's okay. Yeah. Seriously. I even, as a joke, I tried Applebee's because you know Applebee's is famous for their Veterans Day uh, smorgasbord. <laughs> And of all places, I should post it. They thanked me for my service, and uh, and and they promised to have a continuing support of the military community, and then uh, denied me for having too much experience. <laughs> We're going to continue to uh, you know appreciate your service besides hiring you. And well, honestly, the the only thing Applebee's uh, really gives to the military and veterans is uh, an easy way to lose weight before weigh-ins because you're going to get diarrhea like five minutes after eating their food it's sex trash well, there goes that sponsorship opportunity Shit. yeah <laughs> yeah hey wes we hear we hear a lot about veterans coming in especially in the kayak world we've heard a lot of veterans talk about how kayak fishing really saved them you know they they didn't they couldn't feel like they had a purpose they didn't have a community or a group to be a part of so getting into to kayak fishing feel any kind of void like that for you yeah man um i was i don't think i've ever actually talked about this but uh like when i got home i had i had a little bit of a rough time i mean i really did and when i was overseas all we did was drink i mean that's all we did you know single soldier in the barracks it's just all we did and i came home and i tried for a while to continue that behavior you know what i mean and you can't do that right and so i remember like 
you know, I, when I was drinking, like everything I do was like involved with drinking, right? Everything I did, like it, it and it sounds silly, but like I used to like cutting the grass and drinking beer. I just, you know what I mean? Like just go cut the grass and drink yeah. beer, right? So, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so when I quit drinking, the grass got like two foot tall because I was oh, like, shit. I can't go out there and cut this grass like sober. But it took yeah. me a while to just figure this thing out. But I tell you, when I got into like kayak fishing, I mean, just something about being out there on the water and it's just you and the fish. It's mm -hmm. you and the fish and the sunrise. I mean, it is, that is the only thing that has ever been able to, uh, you know, I've, I've filled around with like music, you know, play several different instruments. I've fiddled around with woodworking, but fishing is really the only thing that's really stuck, especially kayak fishing, just that mm -hmm. freedom of being out there. I've even looked into trying to help other veterans. Um, there's, but when you start looking online in these organizations, it's just kind of like, you don't really know who to go to or what to do or who's legitimate. So you go to some of these places, they just say, Hey, just send us some money. It's like, no, nah, I want to take somebody out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Heroes on the water. That. Heroes on the water. Heroes okay. on the water. They are, uh, I'm looking now to see if they have one in your area, but, uh, they are amazing. Um, what's great about them is you can't start taking people out yet unless a veteran takes you out. Yeah, I'm, they're trying to prevent that whole sniper uh, movie. No, it's just they right they want to make sure you're good. So you get to oh, go okay. out and enjoy a, a veteran taking you out. And I know you already know how to do it, but you do that a couple times. And then you can start running these events with them where um, you get to take these guys out. And it's it's a really cool organization. All right. Yeah, if you could shoot me that, that'd be great. Yeah, but yeah that, that really just, I mean, it especially tournament fishing, you can't get up. Well, some guys do, but you can't get up at two thirty, three thirty in the morning and be just still drunk and trying to get to the boat ramp. I mean, you can, like <laughs> I said, some guys do, but some people it's roll just, that way, man. That's how they fish. Yeah. And I tell you what, though, man, when you go out there and you try something new, like, you know, you do your research, you start trying to figure out these bass behaviors a little bit and the seasons of the bass. And then you, you make your own adjustment according to what you figured out and you catch a, a good fish with it. Like that feeling, I mean, there's mm -hmm. just, there's not a drink out there like that. You know what I mean? And so it's, it was easy to fill that. It was easy to fill that spot with that. So I think uh, February 14th was two years. And so I think it was like Congrats. six months and then I got the kayak fishing. So yeah. Nice. That's great. Yeah. And here I am on Bass and Brews. I was about to say, I'm like, Max man, what, when is it appropriate for me to take a sip of my beer at this point? I'm <laughs> like, dude. Uh, no, my, my partner, Bryce, drinks. He sits here and drinks the little Truly drinks, you know, the little fruity <laughs> things that, that would just piss me oh, off. Oh, go but... ahead, Paul. Paul, pull it out. Oh, get, get Bryce oh, on the White Claw serve. It's got eight alcohols in it. That, it ain't no candy better, They're a higher percentage of, uh, eight. of alcohol. Eight. Not it's normally. Like the, the surge is eight. That has more yeah. alcohol than my IPA. <laughs> Without the hangover or the or, and it doesn't, give, doesn't make my gout act up. You, you were talking about like uh, the not fishing. So like, obviously I drink, um, it is, I, I did create bass and brews, right? But <laughs> I don't ever drink when I fish and I try to like limit it the night before. Like if I know I'm going out on Saturday, I'm not going to go rage. There's nothing worse than like summer fishing, right? It's like June, July and you tie one on on a Friday and then you try to go out Saturday morning and it's like 10 o'clock that sun starts getting up and that humidity starts sinking in. Like that is the worst feeling being hung over during that. I don't even mess with it. Like 
exactly what you said like i don't i know a lot of guys that'll have beers or whatever and, and good for them when they're fishing but like i it's like a a calm focus when i go out it's like a ultra you know just focus on this one thing catching this stupid green fish and catching as many and as big of them as i can just i don't need anything else at that time if yeah. i wake up and tie one on and i wake up and feel like shit then i don't have to worry about feeling like shit if i don't catch no fish that day that's how i think about it wait, wait so you're saying that <laughs> i so, already feel like shit so i ain't gonna get no yeah. worse so no. so you'll do it hungover and then just roll hair of the dog into it is that what you're saying yeah i hadn't eaten no dog hair in a while but i guess so. hair is it hair of the dog yeah like when you drink to recover yeah. from a hangover. Yeah, that's the best way to cure hangovers. Yeah, drinking. no, I can't. I can't do that shit now. I can't. If I if I if I get tie one on the next morning, I feel like, you know, <clears throat> asshole. Yeah, I can't drink. I we we got to let that shit roll off. But yeah. peddling, you know, getting out there and doing some exercise that morning. It will. That that that'll kind of help you out a little bit. I will yeah. say the best hangover cure. Uh, hair of the dog is about fifty percent right. It's uh. I, I had, uh, man, I don't know the right way to say it. I perfected this through my time in the military. I guess I'm technically out. So we learned how to matter. drink. Yes. <laughs> so the best way to do it is get friends with a medic. And what you do is you get your medic to hook you up to an IV bag. There you go. Right. And then as the IV bag is working, you take two shots of your favorite hard spirit. No more, no less. Two shots and a full bag of IV. You're good to go. And that could be even when you're in a duty status, like you could be, you know, being the officer of the day uh, on a boat and you're back from a bender in Mexico and, uh, you know, you put your dress uniform on, you take the watch, you go right to medical, hook that IV up, two shots, you're good to go. <laughs> this That might be the best piece of advice that you've ever given on this show, Alex. Listen, we shit on the show that it's not educational. Uh, we just change that. <laughs> did you ever have those like roll calls in the middle of the night they would call you and say formation you got to be ready in 45 minutes nah dog i was i was in, in a real branch guard. yeah i was in a real branch that oh. didn't, that didn't treat its members like uh stupid children okay so like yeah. the big difference is you guys are so big we're so small so like we could i mean like we could do that but no yeah one one we don't have so the Coast Guard is different with how small it is. We didn't have barracks. Like, there's only, like, three places in the entire Coast Guard where you're forced into military housing. Like, 95% of the Coast Guard lives on the economy, gets BAH. And that's even at the E2, E3 level. Like, everybody lives on the economy. Nobody really lives in housing except for a couple places. Um, unless wow, you really man. want to. Yeah, so there's no, like, random, like, show the fuck. No, we don't. Dude, they used to. They used to do. It would be. It could be two o'clock in the morning. Could be three o'clock in the morning. And you always like. I would always be buddy buddy with the first sergeant's admin, and they would mm -hmm. just tell me, "Hey, we're doing drill tonight. Like, don't be going out and getting too twisted." I'm like, "All right, thank you, appreciate it." This well, is on like a like, like a Saturday night. It could be. Well, they wouldn't do it on Saturday, but, but like a, a fucking Thursday night. Yeah, yeah, they could do Thursday night, and all you're of a sudden, off duty. Yeah, you're off duty in garrison on the post, and all of a sudden you've got to be in formation and uniform in 45 minutes. It's just a drill we do in case we got to get the hell out of here. You know what I mean? And uh, I show up, you know, 
and we're all standing in this barracks room, and I hear a first sergeant. He's from North Carolina. Who? Who am I drinking? Who am I drinking? It's better alcohol. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit. You know, I'm like trying to hide over in the corner. Like, who's doing it? Who's doing it? And I'm like, I'm refusing to just be honest, right? I not, do not want to go to the military police at this point. You know, yeah. I'm hiding over in the corner. And he's like, well, screw it. Nobody's going to own it. We're all going to take the breath of the test, you know, and. <laughs> So he calls the military police over and they had these little, uh, I've never seen them before, but you blow up a balloon and you attach the balloon to this little straw and you release the balloon. And then that straw will turn like a certain color if it senses alcohol. So they gave me my damn balloon. I'm over in the corner. I'm going over my buddy like, Hey, Simran, man, (laughs) will you, uh, will you mind blowing this balloon up for me real quick? You know what I mean? And then, so he blew it up for me. (laughs) <laughs> and then I passed, and so first sergeant center with twenty of us. He still hadn't figured out who it is. He's like, "Fuck it, we're gonna do it again." And I'm like, <laughs> "You know what? My bad, first sergeant. You know, it was me. All right, let's go." <laughs> yeah, is that wait, was that like everybody, or was this just underage folks? It was all enlisted. Uh, well, I like was like all the way up to like Europe, the E six so. level. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean. Yeah, that was all enlisted. We had a we had a master sergeant that got popped for. Mm. Uh, Are you fucking? Popped. Oh, so you yeah. were deployed at this time? Well, we were in. Uh, I was stationed in Italy, in Vicenza, Italy, with like the one seventy third sure. Airborne. So, but um, I... yeah, you were supposed to be drinking during the week, apparently, or not what? drunk at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> well, you no, can have wait, a beer or two, but hold not, on, not, not, not hold on. That's the best part. Of being drunk is that when it's three o'clock in the morning, like as long as you're asleep, why are they waking you up? You're asleep in your bed drunk. Like that's yeah, I, responsible. Yeah. I used to take like vacation and I would just, I didn't want to go home because I was in Italy and I couldn't afford a plane ticket. Right. Right. And all my buddies be like, and I'd be up from the night before it's like five 30 in the morning. I'm in my barracks still drunk. Like, and I got my drum set in there playing the drum, <laughs> you know, and here comes the soldiers like, running you know and shit and everybody's yes. like what the fuck is going on and i get a knock on the door you know and i'm like oh is you know stand and pray rest like and it's like the first time it's like richardson what the fuck are you doing and i'm like i'm, I'm on vacation like, yeah, like, he's like shut the damn door and vanish you know I'm like, okay my bad for aren't you know no we never had that we uh thank god i uh I, I wouldn't have done 20 years if that's how I got treated. Yeah. It was... He's in there playing the drums at 5.30 in the morning. Uh, He's playing Reveille for him. Get, yeah. him. get him up and going. Yeah, man. It was... Uh, that's Like I said, I remember when I first got to Italy where I was stationed, and I was like 18, 19 years old. You can drink over there on base when you can buy alcohol, like, I don't know, 18, I guess, whatever. They give you rations and stuff. I mean, they, they encourage it. Whatever, and uh, I get there to open up my my uh, my door to my uh, barracks, and there's this guy sitting there. His name is Michael Salzman. We used to call him Salzman, the cock salesman. And he was sitting there, and he had a bottle <laughs> of nickname ever. Jack Daniels, like half a gallon, and a Budweiser. And he's just taking a swig and chasing. I remember thinking that guy's got a problem, you know. <laughs> and then probably two months later, I'm sitting right beside him, and I could, you know. And I would come home that we would go out to dinner, like with the family or whatever. And they'd be going over, I'd be like, but can I get some sweet tea? Yeah. Can I get, and they'd get to me. I'd be like, can I get like two shots of SoCo? 
and an ice house. Yeah. And I'll be back. Just uh, and I would go over to you know nobody could keep up with me. But yeah. Unfortunately, that's kind of the culture. I, that's the way it was when I was in. It, it could. No, it it's still change. a. Uh, it. I think all the branches have a problem. Uh, Coast Guard's definitely got the same one. Ours is a little bit different. It's not the consistent binge drinking is probably our biggest problem because we'll go uh, periods of being underway. And uh, like the longest I've been underway without touching land was uh, like 42 days straight, which is a lot for the Coast Guard. Navy, that means nothing. They they do that all the time because they're stupid. But um, <laughs> like it'd be forever and it'd be like as soon as you – I work for this guy – uh, one of the best people I ever worked for, he was an E8, right? But he, his hands would shake. Like, we'd pull up to the pier, right? It's a 418-foot boat, uh, 150 of us on board. He's the E8. He's the, 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 the most senior enlisted on the entire boat. But we still have to, like, offload trash, bring on food, do all this other stuff. So we pull in at, like, 9 in the morning, and we wouldn't get liberty until, like, 3 but homeboy would be shaking the whole time. Like his hands are shaking. Like he's, he's ready to go. He's like, and then yeah. of course, before you go, you got to have like an all hands meeting. We call them quarters. Right. So they, they line everybody up to tell them to be responsible. And there's my boss. <laughs> oh, safety he's, brief is what we yep, said. Yep. Same thing. So he, everybody's still in uniform at this point. Cause we're working. Right. And we do. My boss is sitting there in like shorts and a Hawaiian shirt <laughs> as the most, senior enlisted on the boat they can't get him for anything and he's like sitting there waiting and like the o the o six is talking and i can literally see my boss going come on hurry it up let's go let's go you got places to be <laughs> and he'd be I waiting imagine. there with his backpack like ready to go and he's like he's got the itch he's got the, yeah. and i was like what's up where, where are you going and he goes i don't know where are you going i'm like are we leaving early and he goes if you fucking get dressed quickly you will I'm like, All right, well <laughs> shit i guess i'm getting off the boat I imagine Tweeter from Varsity Blues when they're in the locker room. He's like, "Boys, I'm getting fucked up tonight." That, yep. I'm getting <laughs> that's up uh, again one of the best people I ever worked for. But uh, that's kind of the culture we. I mean, it is a. I think all the branches, except for maybe the Space Force, <laughs> uh, have a drinking Are we problem. Too old to sign up for that. I was like, I wonder if I could maybe raise my hand and say, "Hey, is that something like what are you? What are you going to do in the Space Force?" What what did you do in the army? I was a uh, uh, twenty five Lima. I, I was in communications, so I ran telephone oh. lines. Yeah, I was down the I was down the top of the telephone yeah. pole when the snipers like you know I'm like yeah. <laughs> you probably connecting this phone line over here. You know, <laughs> find me. Please don't shoot my ass. You know, I don't know if y'all have seen Saving Private Ryan. That guy's crawling low crawl, and he's got that cable on his back. That is my job. That was that was my job title. Table systems and stuff. And then you get to climb up onto this 50, 60 foot pole to do some With phone line flag. work. Please, God. <laughs> shoot my ass. <laughs> Who's gonna climb that pole and connect us up? Did you have spikes, climbing spikes? Gaffs. Yeah, we gaffed yeah. the poles in training, but we, we you know we didn't use that. So by the time we got to Afghanistan, that was already done. We had a Burger King there. <laughs> we had already established toms you know they were like richardson just uh what can you do and i'm like i can drive real good i'm from north carolina a nascar you know so they made me driving on dirt roads sir yeah, yeah and i did man they made me like their lead driver 
you know so that was my <laughs> i'm just picturing uh, like maybe they wouldn't shoot at you if you would just not disconnect their cable you were like the cable guy disconnecting <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like like the taliban just wanted to watch comedy central and you kept disconnecting their cable <laughs> as you then got done with the job and and had a whopper they were really mad about that. <laughs> Dude, I tell you what, man. I was there with the 173rd Airborne, and these are some – these guys jump out of perfectly good airplanes, and you can, <laughs> like, like visually recognize them because they wear this beret that's maroon. Don't say red. Oh, God. It's not red. It's maroon, right? And, I mean, they're just hard-ass guys, right? And I was the only one that wasn't airborne. My, my beret was black, right? So I just got a lot of crap. They called me a leg is what they called me, right? <laughs> Wait, wait, are you saying your beret? Is that what you're saying? My beret, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was it was black and not maroon. But everybody, like thousands of 173rd Airborne, I'm the only one that's not. So, But, you know, they would talk shit to me. But when we got to Afghanistan and they learned that I could run a Cat5 Ethernet cable to their tent <laughs> oh, or their cot yeah. and they could talk to their family every night, oh, brother, now I'm just the shit. So <laughs> I was like the most popular guy in Afghanistan, like Richardson, man, you know. I remember liquor bars, you know, <laughs> my mama sent me a whole box of them, you know, if you can run them. Telephone I remember <laughs> back in the day, uh, the first ship I was on was commissioned in 1942. So to say she was old, uh, she was old. Like, uh, yeah. And she didn't have satcom. So we just had HF radio. So super long distance, but I got pretty good at it. To where I could bounce signal and I could get ESPN oh. radio off like the main things. So as a young aspiring E4, I would charge the uh, super muscle. Usually it was like Alabama fans, right? Like they wanted to listen to look at Roll Tide. I want to the game. Believe and really. uh, I would charge them $20 to come into this classified space to sit around this radio <laughs> to listen to ESPN. And when my E7 came in, he was just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, you've got a cook, four engineers, and a boatswain mate that are all like knuckle-dragger idiots. And they're listening to a football game. And I was like, ah, oh, well, I figured this, this, and then it's like, okay, but why are they here? And I'm like, well, they paid $20 a head. I, I can't kick them out. <laughs> and he looked at me, and he's they like. They paid to get in, sir. Yeah, and he was just like, well, they didn't pay $20. They paid you 10 and they paid me 10 and when they're done, don't fucking do it again. So I just had to split the profits. It wasn't that big of a oh. deal. Yeah, it was uh, pretty good. No article but, 15, uh, just split the profits. We're good to go. <laughs> it was funny as shit. Um, and, but everybody's like, whoa, how do you do that? And I was like, ah, you know, I'll set something up. And uh, I remember I rigged that boat, a whole system where people could listen to ESPN. And I was like, this is the coolest guy in the boat for like 12 minutes till I vomited in some dude's shoe. <laughs> yeah. Poor calls, right? Like, like you were talking about, like it's sustained. We can only, we have to, we, like, uh, your month of drinking, we'd have to condense into three days. Oh, because we're binge. underway. Yeah. So, yeah, there was a lot of. Uh, Do you get offended when people call a boat a ship or something like that? Is it one? If you're not supposed to say boat or ship or something, the Navy gets offended when you call anything a boat because for them, a boat would be. Uh, a lesser thing the okay. coast guard we have cutters like that's the technical term a cutter is okay. a ship um but i call them 
boats or ships. Some old school coasties get pissed when you call it a boat because a boat means a small boat, and the Coast Guard's been dealing with uh, being lesser than the Navy forever, which I think is like the funniest thing because I, I really feel like it's made up. Every time I did a month on a Navy destroyer, an Arleigh Burke class destroyer, I did a, a cross deck thing. Like we we're all sailing together. They sent one Navy guy over and he lived on our ship and I got sent over to this ship. What a fucking shithole. It was awful. And every time I talk to people and they're like, well, what's your watch rotation? And I was like, oh, I stand one, four hour, one, four hour watch a day. And then I have a six hour work day. And they're like, what the fuck? Like, that's it. I'm like, well, what do you guys do? They're like straight 12s. They just do 12 hours yeah, on, 12 eight hours. hours off. Yeah. And I'm like, no, we don't do that. Like, and it was just like the whole feel. So any, like, I feel like it's a made up thing. Cause once like, once the Navy comes over to our ship, like they're like, holy shit, this is amazing. Like we'll bitch about the food and they're like just loving it. Cause it's not like canned Navy beans poured over rice. And even though our cooks are trash uh, in the Coast Guard, except for, uh, you know, wins a kayak. He's my, uh, the only hope for the CS rate in the Coast Guard. But yeah, it, it's weird. You, you can say whatever you want to say. I don't. No, I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't going to do that. I thank you for your service. I was just going to say when I was going to have. Thank you for your service. Hey, yeah. I was yeah, in yeah circle jerk all the way around. Yeah, man. I was in Afghanistan and there was yeah. this dude in the Navy sitting over in like the chow hall or whatever. And I don't know anything about the Navy's rank, but I just know that this guy outranks me. He had mm -hmm. all kinds of shit lined up. His arm, my buddies are like, uh, what the hell is the Navy doing here? I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, there's, there's like no water. Like there is no water around. So my buddies are like, Richardson, we dare you to go ask him where's his boat. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, I got to do this shit, right? So I just, I go up to the guy. I don't even know his rank. I'm pretty sure he was enlisted. But like I said, he was just lined up with all kinds yeah. of shit. I'm like, hey, do you mind me asking, where's your boat? <laughs> like, and then he just kind of looks up at me. And he was like, it's not a boat. It's a ship. Oh, and that what was a it. douche. Yeah, that was it. But what's funny is when those uh, the congregations of military forces that end up. So the last ship I was on, shout out Dan Duffin, this guy that I lived with on the boat. Love this guy. He uh, he made my last year uh, in the military bearable because I was uh, geo bacheloring from my wife and kids. So he made it bearable. But homeboy got a combat action ribbon in the Coast Guard. And he did it in Afghanistan. What did he shoot the flare gun? Like no, at... no, he's okay. got a whole story. I and, need to back uh, it up. <laughs> the side note would be, base. So he's an intelligence specialist, and okay. he was working with a bunch of Marines at a forward operating base that was okay. about ready to be overran, and he took arms to defend that base. Uh, and it's fucking crazy. But it, it took him four to five years to get the combat action ribbon because they were like, there's no way the Coast Guard actually did anything in Afghanistan. And literally, he was being told, like, where's the nearest fucking water? And he's like, that's not how do you guys not know I'm there on your property? Like, 
it's fucking crazy but it's weird how you get that you know that weird hodgepodge of services well you saw me about to run with it right and yeah, now i realize oh shit he's no, actually no, go a war hero yeah, shoot here. The like i was about to yeah i was yeah. about to go i didn't realize he actually kicked some ass like I so what's funny dude, is when he told me he was getting it and he's my boy at this point and i was like what'd you do like uh like not fuck the blowhole on a dolphin <laughs> like and you're getting a ribbon for that and uh he was like no i mean it was kind of serious and i was like oh it's kind of serious so you went into a whale's butthole and got the best intel because like intelligence specialists i i make fun of them all the time because some of them do some like next level shit uh and that's like 25 percent of them but 75 percent are doing fisheries intel which is like I call them Aquaman. Like they go to the docks and they're like, who's hurting you fish? Tell me, tell me. Right. And that's basically what they do. And so I tried to go that way. And then he told me the whole story and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I fucking I'm deserve sorry. that. And he's like, no, I let you run with it. Like, I'm glad that you enjoyed looking like an asshole. And I was like, no, I killed people. Like I actually. Yeah. You know, or, yeah. And then we made the joke of like, did you get in trouble with the Coast Guard for killing somebody? Because aren't we a life-saving <laughs> service? So shouldn't yeah. you get demoted for that? <laughs> I tell you, did I tell you guys how I got mine? My uh -uh. combat action? We call it a combat action badge, but yep. uh, tell us. I was, I did. So I was climbing around in foxholes looking for uh, Bin Laden, right? Mm -hmm. I'm just kidding. I was in my bunk like asleep, right? <laughs> and this alarm goes off right this alarm goes off and when that alarm goes off that means hey somebody just shot a mortar in here you probably need to go hide out in the bunk bunker right mm -hmm. so i heard the alarm put my cavalry on i go in the bunker and fall asleep they shoot another alarm means all clear i go back take my cavalry off land band go back to sleep next day i woke up get a call from first hour hey richardson come down here that mortar hit within xyz of your sleeping location you need to come up here and get your combat action badge <laughs> And I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, are you serious? I love like, it. is this really? And the thing is, like, they made me stand up there all like the position of attention. And yeah. They slap it on your chest and they do all this. And right. And so I told you, I'm with all these airborne infantry guys. They've got maroon beret motherfuckers. Yeah. And here we are flying back and they make you wear that shit because once you're awarded something, if you yeah. do not show it, you are out of uniform. You have yeah. to have it. And I'm like, oh shit. So I've got my, it's a big son of a bitch. Like, it's like, four inches it's huge and then you got these infantry guys they got their their freaking infantry expert combat shit with the reef around it and i'm on the airplane we're headed back to italy and here's like this infantry guy leaning on he's like so i see you got your little combat action badge there buddy i'm like yes he's like what'd you what'd you do to get that you know and just and like i hated it man i hated it like it's, it's on my it's it's so funny for the retirement, right? I'm like trying to build. I was always, uh, I don't know how the army did it, but in the Coast Guard, you have the option. You have three options when it comes to ribbons in your dress uniform. You have full ribbons. You have top three. Or you have favorite nine. Right? No, we only. Oh, you just have. wore them all, right? <laughs> we have, yeah. we so we have options. So I was always a... Uh, a low effort guy and i just wore top three because then i only have to wear three ribbons yeah, it's the highest peasy. ranking out of the easy peasy right so for retirement my wife's like no i want you to wear like full decked out full ribbons so it's like seven rows of ribbons like all the way the fuck up right and i'm sitting there and uh her uncle i love him to death uncle larry starts looking at the ribbons and he's like well this one's got all these oak leaves on it i'm like yeah those are for multiples yeah yeah 
And he's like, this one, you've got all the way across ribbons. You've got five oak leaves on that ribbon, and they're all silver. And I'm like, well, that means I've been awarded it eight times. And he's like, what's that award? And I was like, that's the Coast Guard Special Operations Award. And he's okay. like, whoa, I didn't know you guys did next level. I'm like, no, all of those were like, we caught a fishing boat. <laughs> this one, we did a we did a BUI campaign. Um, this one here, I went and I spoke to a bunch of elderly people about the importance of life jackets. <laughs> like that's I got special ops ribbons for that. I literally have eight special ops ribbons. It's disgusting, it's insane. But it's like my favorite, and I would wear that one. Uh, I talked about the three configurations. If I was going, our ribbons are kind of like the navies. So our special ops ribbon is the exact same as the Navy's. So if I was going to be on a Navy base at like a Navy school, I'd wear my favorite nine. And I'd always wear the special ops ones because then they thought it was a badass because they're like, yeah. yo, You're that like, dude, what the, f that dude's a tactical operator. And I'm like, yeah, man. Yeah. I am, but I'm going to go tactically operate some little Caesars and crush and bush light after this. So I got to go. <laughs> Just tell old people how to wear life jackets. Yeah, I, listen, it's important. Um, at their, you know, the end of their Just, life, says the we want to make sure they have that life jacket. Years. I fucking wear a life jacket now. Shut the fuck up. Mm. Yeah, yeah, we got radio silence, Paul. What do you got to say? I wear a life jacket. Go go I, look I, at my do you YouTube. Want, you want me? Do you want me to make my life jacket joke? Let's hear it. Let's do it. So do you have to go get yours from the kids section? There it is. There it is. What do we? That's, that's number seven. Is it six? Seven. Seven. Yeah. I feel like Alex is a little quiet tonight. It's like he's just waiting for an opportunity to attack. Uh, I'm sorry, no, Paul. Sorry, Alex. Paul. I was about to say. <laughs> he's like, no, this is waiting. look. This is awesome. I didn't serve in any military aspect at all, and I love this. I'd love to hear these stories and shit. This most. This is like. Is this is the most interesting I've ever been on a Bass and Brews episode? I think. Just Wes, listen to that... y'all tell stories and go back and forth about, you know, what y'all done and the shit that y'all do. That shit's interesting as hell to me. I love it. Wes, do you find that weird when people say stuff like that? Uh, I don't really know what to say. I say it's. I makes it's awkward. I don't know what I say. Is that weird? Like uh, it's like a when people say like thank you for your service. Well, that's that weird. Stuff. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, like when Paul goes, "Oh man, I love hearing your stories and you guys talking." Like, do you think it's weird when, when uh, family, people say that? Family used to do that. Mama used to do that. Tell him this. Tell him what you did when you saw that <laughs> thing over there and that guy. And I'm just like, yeah, that can be that can be a little weird. You know? See, I, I, I think it weird. I'm just sitting here soaking it up. That's what I'm saying. But no, I was a wildland firefighter, so I've, you know, I've never been shot at. But you, you on a bulldozer and you come around yeah. a fire that's you know 50 yards from you and the flames are 30 40 feet in the air that that right there make your butthole squeeze off a peanut i'm telling Hell you yeah so you yeah. know i've done, done some fun stuff but I, I look to me it's a historical thing i've been listening to a new podcast called the explorers podcast are we talks about all these stop, explorers stop, and listen listen stop. Though, before you get into I'm it on right stop now, promoting I'm on right other now. podcasts on our on podcast the, the the one I'm listening to now is is the guy who the, it's unbelievable. These guys in the 1916 were in the Antarctic and fucking their boat sank and they survived. 
Like that's some cool ass shit. Yeah. I so I I think it's weird because like kind of what I meant by that like when and Wes maybe you can kind of feel like we we lived through it right it was just a normal while you're in it's it's just a normal whatever you're doing like the ridiculousness that's just fucking normal right like mm-hmm. that's your that's your status quo when people are like oh shit that's crazy that's yeah. super yeah. when you're talking to somebody that's been there and you're just it's just flowing out of you yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. and then you know and then you don't realize like that was a little crazy like what you <laughs> did like yes somebody sitting there watching like holy shit you did what you know but it, yeah. what's funny is i bounce between two communities i bounce between the counter drug community and i bounce between the search and rescue community and when i would go uh like let's say i went to a boat right i just left the search and rescue the sar scene and I went to go do the boat thing to go do counter drug. And we get to tell and see stories or whatever. And I tell them some cases I did. And these counter drug guys are just like, what the fuck? Like, you fucking dealt with that? I'm like, yeah, dude, that was like a Thursday. It's not a big deal. And then you go to the other end and they're just like, what the fuck? Like the middle, like, yeah, it's it's really funny. Like, I, I was lucky enough to be able to kind of do split my time between both communities. Because sometimes you can be pigeonholed into one or the other. Um, yeah, and it was because they're both like as somebody who I mean, I'm, I'm excited for this new career opportunity because it's going to be boring. I'm really excited for boring. I think boring is going to be awesome. Um, but I've done a lot of cool shit. I've seen and unfortunately heard a lot of cool shit or like the lowest of the low or the highest. Like I, I always try to explain to people uh, friends of so my daughter my youngest daughter, her best friend, uh, like nephew or uncle, sorry. Uh, he's like 18 years old. He's about ready to join the Coast Guard. And he's joining in like two months. And they've been waiting until he signed until they're going to send him to come talk to me. Because he wants to do the job I did. And we, my wife already knows I'm going to give the real talk. It's going to be the highest of the highs and the lowest of the lows. Like you're going to save somebody you're going to be part of saving somebody out of the like plucking them out of the water one day like all the work you did led to some fucking helo jockey dropping down with his hair slicked back with gel looking like ash and cookshire while you did two hours worth of work and he gets all the credit but it's going to feel awesome but then the next day you're going to listen to like seven people die on the radio like you'll hear their last gasping breaths it's fucking gnarly so highs and lows but that was normal for me for the last 20 years um and then the counter drug side is just like lulls you do nothing and then it's like go 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 you got to go fast you're going to shoot them out you're going to unload tons of coke and you're going to do that for four months straight Mm -hmm. so i don't know where i was going with that like i caught up in all of it no i get it we mine um my job i guess was kind of flipped for me it was um it was party hard in garrison or it was like mm-hmm. kind of like shit hits the fan when shit hit the fan kind of deal. Right. Yeah. And so I've, I've found myself, I'm actually fairly decent. I would say clear headed in like high tense shit hits the fan situation. I find myself, it's almost, I don't want to say calm, but yeah, but like you find yourself, you, and we like in the military, like people say, oh, y'all are hard asses and this and that. A lot of that is you got to, you got to laugh. You got to laugh at this shit. Otherwise, you're going to lose your, you're going to lose. Oh, and it's like the story. darkest humor. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, you, but you start, and it becomes your norm. And then when you get home and you talk to somebody, they're just looking at you like, what is wrong with you? You know, but 
I think I remember um, I was in I was in Afghanistan for sharing war stories, and they put me on guard duty. To uh, there was like these nine uh, local nationals, is what they should be called. That's not what the guys called them, but anyway, mm-hmm. local nationals, and they basically filled up sandbags all day. And so I would just stand there with my weapon, watching them fill up sandbags, and we would use these sandbags and build our bunkers. We pay mm-hmm. them forty dollars a week, which is a lot of money. And so I would just stand there 12 hours a day. They would just fill up sandbags. And um, this kid kept coming up to me, like talking to me. And this kid's like, I don't know, 10 to 12, something like that. Right. And, and I'm asking the interpreter, I'm like, what's he saying? And he's like, he's saying his back's hurting real bad. And he's asking you to like help him. Right. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, after two or three days of this, I finally find like this captain, like a medic captain or whatever. And I'm like, hey, you know, I got this local national over here that I'm like watching or whatever. And this kid keeps coming up to me. He's talking about his back hurting or whatever. And the doc's like, yeah, I know. He's like, here's the thing. He's like, he's got gonorrhea. He's like, he's got gonorrhea. And it's spread to other parts of it. Oh, that's gnarly. Yeah. And he was like, the thing is, Wes, we're in Afghanistan. We don't have STD medicine over here. Like, we don't have, we we have just the basic needs. And he was Mm -hmm. like... Even the the sadder part about this is he's either got this from an animal or someone has given this to him. Given him all he's like, that's the sad part. So that's I had to sit there. Gnarly. I know, dude. I had to sit there every day with this kid, and he's just talking to me about his back hurt. And he thinks that we're – like, they would come up to me, and they would ask me, hey, Wes, you know, not – and they would – uh Speak in partial. I am like that's kind they're of they're not going talk. like what's up, Wes? Hey, my dog was it. No, yeah. no. like, hey, uh, y'all look, yeah. I need some gonorrhea medicine. Yeah, yeah, what like that? And he was basically asking me, he was like, In America, do you have glasses where we can see through women's clothes? Like that's what he asked me. Like he thinks that you know what I'm saying, that's how far back you know or listen he's um, got the right priorities yeah yeah so it's a different world but it makes when you get home man you appreciate you appreciate things you know and i when with my current job uh my manager used to tell me he's like we love hiring vets and i was like what what's the deal and he's like they don't complain he's like they don't you'll have these guys that they'll just get like right out of college and they'll just come into this job and they'll demand 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 they want the world handed to them on a silver platter Mm-hmm. You've got this guy that just got our military hires on and he appreciates what he's got more and they're, they actually do more work, you know? So <clears throat> anyway, I don't know where I was going with that. No, I, uh, I mean, that's perfect bass and bruise form, but you're, you know, you're absolutely right. Like they, uh, I just did this job interview, right. And the, the lady was talking about, she's like, listen, you're going to have to deal with um, a bunch of critical timelines that are going to change and it can be extremely stressful. I'm like, okay. Um, and, and she was on the line and then, uh, the actual head of the department who is a veteran was on the line. Right. And, uh, she's like, yeah, all all of a sudden our deadline could go from six months to four months. And then we're just in full emergency mode. And, uh, the, the head of the department who's a veteran goes, listen, this guy did 20 years. He knows how to deal with stuff. That's like way more important than a two month difference in (laughs) deadline. I was like, yeah, yeah, I think I can handle. I have to work a little bit harder, uh, just a tiny bit yeah. harder. Like, oh, what kind of down. emergency are we talking about here? <laughs> yeah. like, well, I don't want to talk extra, about that. Is the printer out of ink or exactly like, is Look, somebody drowning? Like, before right. Alex, before Alex finally got on way on his last boat, it took him forever 
to to get and he he sent me a picture and somebody had written in lipstick or something what the hell was oh. it on the mirror on the mirror alex it said the yeah. shitters broke <laughs> no no it said uh shitter used to be broke now fixed yeah. <laughs> so we were in dry dock written on, in like lipstick yeah. or something or shoe grease shoe polish pencil. or something grease yeah. pencil on it so we had so a, a totally random story we we barely in full bass and brews form we're going to continue the tangent uh bass and brews has turned into 10 percent in 2023 bass and brews has turned into 10 percent fishing 90 percent life um hopefully people like it well uh, this is probably a good thing because neither one of us really know we don't even know 10 percent of yeah, fishing, no so luckily we bring on good guests who do. That's right. But uh, so we're in dry dock, and that's when they pull the whole ship out of the water, and you're supposed to hook up sewage, and they didn't. So people were shitting in this toilet, <laughs> and then going to flush, and it didn't flush. <laughs> they just kept pooping in it. Yeah, they just kept pooping in it. So at some point, somebody finally said, hey, this thing's holy shit and piss we should probably stop pooping in it <laughs> so they sealed up this whole toilet and uh by the time we're about ready to get underway we have to send uh somebody's got to fix that issue and uh that's <laughs> that's not my job it's somebody else's <laughs> job on the boat i didn't poop in that toilet so yeah it poop, was yeah plumbers yeah so they're called the yep yep so they're called damage controlmen is their rate <laughs> Really? No, no. Well, hold on. Are yeah, you... because okay. yep, dead serious. Because all right, so the Coast Guard's really small. Like the NYPD employs more people than the entire United States Coast Guard. Tr absolutely true statement. So our rates, that's our MOS. We call them rates like the Navy does. So damage control men, there are plumbers, there are carpenters, there also are premier firefighters, there are premier welders. They do all of that job. But when they get on a ship, biggest thing they do is chase turds. So, well, we I would, have... here, I'm going to interrupt you real quick because mm -hmm. being on a ship out in the middle of the fucking ocean, and and if if your toilet water, yeah, starts fucking with your drinking water, like that, that's no, they're two separate systems. Until they're not. No, no, they're they're two. The piping goes, uh, all right. So, but still, <laughs> if, if the shitter's fucked up and, and flooding shit yeah. into your little room, like that's a serious problem. It is. And it's actually a very common problem. <laughs> I'm going to get to that. Why are they just not going off the edge of the, the boat? No, we or... don't do that. We're not animals. Oh, oh it's the Coast Guard. I forgot. So, the big thing is Fancy. that people flush unauthorized items. Okay. So, like so what? let's do no no let's do a let's do, uh, let's do a survey here right okay. so what do you think you can flush down a toilet on a ship Wes what do you think is okay to flush toilet paper what kind of toilet paper paper I how mean, many plies are single okay? half oh, five. plies half uh, ply two ply negative. One, uh, I'm talking about Scott, one ply, the one that you, if you don't apply properly, when you go to wipe, you're basically fingering your butthole right away. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's the only. Yep, that's it's, the only toilet paper. Paul. It might as well be four ply because I'm going to put about a pound of it on my. Hey, hold on, hold exactly. on, yep. hold on, Paul. What else do you think you can flush down those toilets? Dookies. Okay. Wes. A, yeah. Uh, feminine hygiene products. Fucking nothing no. else. Nothing else. <laughs> that's it. Poop. 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 One ply paper. toilet paper. And here's the thing: when you're shitting, because it's a vacuum system. So, yes, you're going to wrap all that up. Here's the trick. You poop. You got a turd that comes out. You flush. You poop again. You flush. Poop again. You flush. And then you go to wipe. Wrap it all up. One wipe. Put it in the toilet. You flush. You have to do it every single time because if you don't, it'll clog that system up. It's just like a lot of courtesy flushing is all it is. Right? Tons of courtesy flushing to the point where, like, my room, because we were all the old people, would literally, we had one young guy in there. We start pounding on the door like, you motherfucker, you've been in there for five minutes. We haven't heard one flush. Don't you fucking. Because here's what happens. He's when it, a cake. Right. Here's what happens when it clogs. There's an outlet valve in the room. So that DC, that damage patrolman has to come in and snake through that valve. Nine times out of ten, there's going to be shit everywhere. spraying in your room. How do you get that job? Like, did you just get a really low ASVAB score? Or, like, how did that, whenever they gave the list of names of jobs, right? Shout out, like, Jared. Jared, got, you listening, man? I got my list, right? Yeah. And on the very bottom was truck driver. And I was like, well, I could probably do better than that, right? <laughs> I mean, was it like the Coast Guard was like, no, it's in the middle, shit. man. Like, no, it's in the middle. Because they, and then they don't. I bet you the recruiter didn't say, "Oh, by the way, <laughs> yeah, That'd they got him. Way. He's going to be a welder, but or what a he fire when he, yeah, and it, but yeah. what he doesn't know when he gets on the boat, he's his main job day in and day out is to be fixing people's shitters. So to rewind back, we're in there and we have this uh, DC three, this E four damage controlman. She comes into our birthing area to unshit a fire toilet. Oh, bless her. Bless her is right. And she was the sweetest. She would sing songs as she worked. So she comes in and she's in a full Tyvek suit. She's got the everything. And she's like, just crushing through all these protein shits because these guys don't know how to flush. And she's like, Jess, and we can hear her. And we're like, like looking over. And then she goes, oh, well, that's a surprise. Boys, we got to talk. And we're like, what the fuck? We had... A about uh, 11 inch wad of feminine products in our toilet. <laughs> is that her? Uh, okay. Yeah. So the only thing we could figure out is because we we're in dry dock. You have the the people that come on to fix the ship are civilian contractors, and some of them are female. And we think that at some point in time they were using our toilet <laughs> to flush their feminine products. Nice. But she literally pulls out a like 11 inch tube oh, of feminine product. Hey, Wes, Wes, when you were in Afghanistan, did y'all have porta potties <laughs> or did you shit in a, in a hole in the ground? Like, burn what, pit? What was, what, what was y'all's pooping uh, experience? Have y'all seen that movie where they've got like a wood cabin and a big tub underneath and they mix diesel fuel and they have the guys out there stirring it? Yeah. I can't remember the name of the movie. Jarhead. Yeah, ours was better than that. We didn't have to okay. do that. So, uh, <laughs> we, had, we had like these, uh, it was like an 18-wheeler trailer that was just sat there. And somebody come up and just put holes in the bottom of them, basically. 
we had Porta Johns. We had Porta Johns, and we had another crew of local nationals, and they would come on base, and we'd escort them around as they would just go clean up the uh, Porta. It's got to be yeah. good if he had a Burger King. Yeah. So, in when I was there, there was a uh, Bagram Air Force Base and Kenhart yep. Air Force Base. So I probably spent about seventy percent of my time there. But like your buddy, those Fobs, those are Ford operating yep. bases. If, if yep. you don't know. I got the. That's where I did all my fun driving, and I, you know, I actually got to get my hands dirty a little bit and see a little bit of action. But yeah, if you're out there, that was a lot of fun. But yeah, I, I would say probably seventy percent of the time it was in a. It's basically an Air Force Base. Yeah. And we had the, we had a Burger King and a Subway. Uh, I mean, we were still getting bombed, you know, and stuff like that. But this is like my brother-in-law did a lot of time at Bagram. Yeah. 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 So, but it was you know, it's like the the Ford you there with? I served two thousand three to two thousand seven, and it was somewhere between. Oh, shit, I want to say you like, were early, You were in the early. You got you got in when late. I did, man. When when did you get in in 03? Uh May twenty fourth. All right, I got in uh, January thirteenth, oh three. Okay, were you like? 9-11, I got to do something. I got to do something. Or were you oh, like... Oh, no, I'm officially out, so I can tell this story. No, I was smoking a shit ton of weed, and I was uh, a fucking dirt ball. I'd already dropped out of uh, col- or high school, not even college. I dropped out uh, my sophomore year of high school, and I my whole thing is I was going to be a DJ and sell ecstasy and weed. Like, that was my <laughs> career goal. And I got into some trouble and and weed. Yeah. Yeah. And I got kicked out of my mom's house and I had to go live with my dad and props to pops because he was like, listen, if you're going to live under my roof, um, when the sun comes up, you will not be in the house and you will not be allowed back in until the sun comes down. You need to go find a job or fucking something to do. So, Yeah. I kind of bummed around, and then my weed connect dried up, <laughs> and yeah, I went to, I took a ASFAB, right? Yeah. I still didn't have a high school diploma at this point, and I took an ASFAB. I scored uh, an 89 on the ASFAB, which I heard was pretty good, and I went to the Air Force, and they said they were going to, I had an interest to be an air traffic controller for some reason. I just watched that movie, Tin Cup. And I was like, I want to do that. Or no, Pushing Tin. I think that was the name of the movie. I was about to say, Tin Cup is no. a uh, you wanted golf movie. You wanted to be sitting there with a bunch of monitors and control of some shit, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 Blue 42, 89 to go that way. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, so, see, uh, when you say air traffic controller, I thought you were going to be oh, the yeah. guy on like, the ship hmm. waving the flags, and but they wouldn't let you do it because you're too short. One. And they could run the flags. <laughs> That's number nine. That's called a LSO, a landing signals officer. And I was an LSO in the Coast Guard. Thank you very much. Uh, But emergency. uh, You dickhead. Nope. But anyways, I I went to the Air Force and they said, you have an 85. But we're going to have to cut that in half because you don't have a high school diploma. So oh, I, yeah. I said, well, you're only that. half as smart as, as your test score yeah. says because you didn't get a high school. So here's the best thing is I left that recruiting center and I went outside and I lit up a joint. And uh, while well, I was attempting to light up a joint, my lighter had died out. And this is in like downtown Seattle where the MEPS was. And uh, I couldn't get to light. I'm like, fuck, fuck. Like, 
and somebody's like, yo, you need a lighter? I'm like, yeah, and I grab the lighter, and I light this fucking joint, and it's uh, it's a fucking Coastie. And he was a recruiter there, so I he, I was like, yo, what do you do in the military? And we chit-chatted as I fucking smoked this joint. And then I talked to him, like, two weeks later. The Coast Guard was like, yeah, we just need you to get your GED within a year to join. And I was like, all right, cool, bet. Like, let's do this. <laughs> and uh, I bet, I, I, hold on. I bet that recruiter went home that day and was like, I'm about to lose my fucking job. Yeah. <laughs> no, at that point, the Coast Guard was so – when I went through boot camp, there was uh, – we started with 18 in my boot camp class, and we only graduated 10. There was 200 in mine. Exactly, yeah. That's Who'd you go to boot camp like, with? Fort Benning, Georgia. Hmm. Fort Benning. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah well, good for I, you, man. Good. That's uh, yeah, I got my GED while I was in the Coast Guard. I got my bachelor's degree while I was in the Coast Guard. Nice, dude. Yeah, I didn't have to pay for any education. Just uh you know, I joined at the right time where they just wanted degenerates, like pieces of shit that they could just basically turn over, and uh I just fucking stuck with it. So hey, I, know, I know we're in the past, but you know you didn't have to pay for high school. For what? You said you didn't have to pay for your education. Well, you don't have to pay for high school anyway. I mean, that's, somebody that's has to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Paul's face on that one. He's so mad on that one. Uh, we're like an hour and a half in, and I have no idea what I'm going to title this episode. I, 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 know, I, think I, it's, I think this shit's going to be awesome. We we you know we talked about fishing, great. and we did what we needed to do to get yeah. to where we are now. We did. Yeah, man. You all right we there, did. man? Me? Yeah. My lips are freaking chapped. <laughs> all right. Hey. Look, look, the, the Queen City episode was only like 35 minutes. This one here, you got to be ready to talk. This is I this did, is I got stories. I, yeah. Tell I, them. I actually wrote up some bullet points for you. Well, you didn't uh, send me the bullet points. Hold on. I've never had hold. My man is a full, he's a full professional you now. you say you've never had bullet points, because when you first started this bitch, everything you had was right. bullet pointed. You're right, you're right. No, I had all kinds of stuff, man. I just Wait. didn't know. I didn't know. I want to hear about, Wes specifically wanted to tell me about how he almost got beat up in New Jersey for pumping his own gas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, I used to, I didn't realize Alex was from Jersey, but I used to travel for work as like on a national catastrophe team. So they would have a big storm and I fly around the country. Yeah. Job required four year degree or four year military experience. Ding, ding, ding. So anyway, <laughs> so uh, usually Dr. when Sandy? I, would, <laughs> this was, it wasn't Sandy. This was actually a snowstorm. Uh, it was like a bunch of hot water pipes had burst everywhere, but, uh, but I went up, and uh, usually when you fly into these areas, you'll be on a call, like an orientation call, and they'll say, all right, in this state, you can't do this, and you can do this. Expect this, like Texas. Uh, you can't drive and hold your phone. You have to, it's a hands-free state, so shit like that. Okay. So I did my orientation call with Jersey. <clears throat> everything was fine. Everything was great. Nothing seemed <laughs> out of the norm. Fine. And when I'm traveling out there, I just get bombarded by homeless people all the time. And at the time, I didn't have a beard. You know, I had like a little hard part, like just wait. You have a clean. beard? I, is that yeah? A little no. black. Oh, okay. beard. All right, just <laughs> saying. You <clears throat> say me and Paul rough. are representing. You got a little baby beard. Yeah. Alex, you're not representing yet, buddy. Don't talk shit about his beard. <laughs> it's better <laughs> than his. 
<laughs> mine turns into like pubic hair once it gets like well, what what the it fuck do you think into... this is yeah, that's actually <laughs> that's actually his ball hair it's gone all the way yeah. it's the full happy trail <laughs> yeah, yeah. A... the happy trail the happy trail has has connected into the worldwide world of awesomeness I'll yeah but anyway continue yeah. with your story the worldwide web of weird <laughs> uh so i had to jersey and like I said, everything was fine. And I went to go pump my gas at a pump and I pull up and this guy comes walking up and he just starts taking the thing off my car. Like <laughs> he's getting ready to put some gas in or do something. Hey, I'm you're like, from North Carolina, right? Yeah. Don't yeah, be so, touching like, my don't car. Touch my shit. Yeah. And I'm like, I jump out of the car and I'm thinking this is just another freaking homeless person that I've been dealing with. And, you know, and I'm getting out like. Get the f away from my car! Like, and the guy's just looking at me like, "What?" I'm like, "I, I don't have any freaking money on me. I don't need any help pumping my gas. I need you to get the f away from my car." Like, and this goes on and on, and it gets to the point where I'm getting like loud or whatever. And finally, the guy's like, "Sir, legally, you can't pump your own gas." And I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Like, nobody told me that you can't pump your own gas. In New Jersey. So now nope. I'm like this big asshole standing yep. here. You know. You know what? Hey, where uh, in North Carolina are you from, Wes? I'm from Gastonia. Hell yeah. You ever yeah. drive through Macby going to the beach? Yeah. Yep. Somebody yeah. you know or somebody you related to got pulled over there, I'm sure. Yeah. Doesn't Randy Travis live out there? <laughs> Randy fucking Travis? <laughs> yeah. Does he live out there? Hell no, both. Uh, but, but but this town this town is one square mile and, and there's there's 700 800 people in the town but only actually 200 of them actually live in the town limits we just claimed the other five 600 around there <laughs> they that randy travis live in Mackey, i thought i saw it said home of randy travis no Mackey. i don't know you get you, like, it must have been you must, drunk or something that must have been when you were drinking <laughs> maybe that must it's very possible it's possible. Hey, tell us about tell us about your hat that you're wearing and that logo. That's just bad as hell. Yeah, man. This is uh this is my logo for Bryson West fishing. So um Bryson and I, I think I was telling y'all earlier, we started fishing together and we ended up I mean we're making these little clips and thing and posting them online and we got a um a lot of positive feedback from family and friends and uh so we decided to make a YouTube channel. And we just started this logo like six months mm -hmm. ago. It just said Bryce and West Fishing, but um, but yeah, um, it's Bryce Byer. He's from um, he's from Michigan, like Farmington Hills, Michigan. We met. He came down here from work. He's actually a chemical engineer, mm. and uh, he's got a strong uh, was it Midwest accent. <laughs> oh so, yeah, don't you know? Is he? Oh yeah, G Golly Wiz. Yeah, well, yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> And uh, he got it with. I'm exaggerating, you know, you know, but I we I went over to a mutual friend's house, and this guy went to go hang out with from Mississippi, and Bryce was over there. And as soon as I opened the door, I heard something. I'm like, Who is that? You know what I mean? <laughs> I went over, and he's like, Hi, I'm Bryce, you know, I'm from uh, Michigan. You know, and chemical I like, engineer from Michigan, oh, eh? Yeah, exactly. Like, tell me more. How did you get down here? What happened? Do you like Canadian bacon or real bacon? <laughs> he, he does like the uh, what do you call those things? It's like uh, it's like a real thin egg. 
uh, a, a creep. Great like creep. That. Yeah, great, he's a, he's great. a crepe eater. He's a crepe eater. Did so you just him, call? Hold on. Did you just creep. call it a fucking creep? He's a great creep. Crepe. Look, you, look, you tell you from Gastonia. This motherfucker yeah, talking about no creep. shit. Well, creep. he told me he was like, "I'll show you. One morning we'll have uh, creeps, crepes, or, and, crepes." And I was like, "Well, I'm gonna make you a Gastonia breakfast." So I had him eating liver mush. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> Hell yes. Does he like it? Yeah. Well, I, I think he does. I brought some up north for his mom. He don't to try. like it. He don't like it. I think he does. No, nope. he, he won't ask for. It. He won't say, "Hey, will you make me some liver mush?" That means but, he doesn't like it. Yeah, but I took hey. some up north for his mom to eat, and yeah. I think they were being real polite about it. Like, yeah, super polite. There was no grease in the pan or anything. It was just sitting there, and I'm looking at it like I don't think that's just going to taste good. Like, and they didn't have like real good grits up there. Like, you need some grits. No. That's yeah. a southern thing only. Hey, yeah. hey, what what brand of liver mush do you like? Um, it's not Nieces, is it? Yes, it it's is. Nieces, <laughs> Nieces it sausage, and Nieces <laughs> liver mush what was comes that? in a, was in the a most wax paper block. Yeah, it looks like you buy a pound of weed. Yep. It's like a brick. Yep, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Like a, yep. It is. Is a, that like Scrapple? No, yeah, no. That's the way. That's the way the family up north describes it. It's kind of okay. like Scrapple. It's, West brought us some liver mush. Yeah, it's like right. Scrapple, but it's not know. Scrapple. Scrapple. Scrapple we have here in South Jersey. It's hey, a, both of them. Both of them are the tits and the clips. So I mean, you know, they can yep. all blend into the same thing. Yeah. Paul yeah. said that because he wants me to write that down for TikTok. <laughs> no, I mean that's not the first time I've said it. I know. Yeah, I know. And every time you eat everything it, from the snooter to the pooter. You didn't I, I can see you kind of like wink at me when you want me to make sure that I mark that down for a clip. Yeah. Yeah, Nieces, Nieces, that's the bad, that's some good ass shit right there. Well, I'll tell you what, get by as close to homemade sausage, you can get some Nieces. Mm. Yes. Man, I'm over here. I done gained 10 pounds in the last three minutes. Mm. All right, Wes, we're uh we're getting to the point of the show. That you've never reached before. You've uh you came on on the Queen City Chronicles, right? We talked about some tournament stuff. And uh now you come on the full Babcast, as uh Tori would say. I, I, actually, before we get to this, I have a whole run up for this, right? You got a big tournament coming up. Mm-hmm. What's your plan? What's my plan? Yeah, what, yeah. What's, what's the big plan? tournament? What's the big tournament then? What's your plan? uh event? Two of nobody, the nobody fucking, I was asking Alex him, not homework. you, motherfucker. Shut the fuck up. Let the man that's fishing it talk. Go ahead, Alex. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, event two, <laughs> it's going to be a, uh, you guys are eligible in three different bodies of water for this next uh, tournament, right? Yes. Yep. And yeah, uh, so, what's your plan? So, what? Hold on. Okay. Before you say anything, just so you know, this is going to release Jeez. Friday. It is going to release Friday? Yeah. Okay. I'll be honest with you. I'm closing on the house Friday and oh. I don't really give a shit. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to just do what I know. Right. But there's what Baden Lake. I always get it mixed. Is it Baden or Baden? Baden. I call it Baden. It's okay. a long day. I say Baden. Baden. People correct You got me. High Rock. Yep. There's High Rock Lake. And then Ooh, like look at me doing my fucking research. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the three. So I tell you what, man. Wait, y'all only said two. Oh, High Rock, Baden, Baden. And then Tillery. Tillery. Yeah, Tillery. And so the last time 
Um, a partner and I fished this lake. I actually took a day off work and I practiced at mm-hmm. Baden. Took another day off work, practiced at Tillery. And then he took a day off when we went up together. So three practice days, we went up there and fished this thing. But what, what kind of job you got? You'd just be taking time off <laughs> like that. Well, I can buy mean. my job. You can buy PTO. You can buy yeah. days off. Oh, shit. You pay a little extra on a paycheck and they give you an extra. Yeah. What? So then I got like a scam. What, you just what, what, do you, what do you do? What do you do? I train you insurance adjusters. You train the. Oh, interesting. Yeah. From home. Yeah. Oh, so so yeah. we went up there, practiced three times, and then on tourney day, my partner Bryce shows up, same rep, and I tell him all the baits I used, all the spots, and this and that. Yeah. He ends up just hammering it. And what I did he? Uh, what did he hammer him on? Uh, last year it was. Uh, uh, should I share this right now? Well, it's up to He's you. He's gonna be pissed if you do. <laughs> last year it was chicken livers, <laughs> and I think it was. Uh, <laughs> Day hooks with worms. I think it's night crawlers. Listen, all stuff you can get DQ'd for using on tournament. Full disclosure: (laughs) uh, these questions are specifically from Hambone Fishing. He, uh, me, and him were playing a game on the pre-show. He fishes Queen City with you. I don't know if you know who he is. I know Hambone. Yeah. So Hambone, Hambone. I'm subscribed. I subscribe yeah, so, to Hambone. So channel. Hambone specifically. So if you guys uh don't follow the Bass and Brews uh podcast TikTok, we've been doing a 30 to 45 minute to an hour pre-show uh we, before recording. Alex. Yeah, it's just me. And I sit there, I set up and we ask questions, and Hambone is looking for the inside information. And uh I was hoping so so we had a game. And it was if I can get Wes to tell me fishing techniques was going to be one point. General location, two points. GPS points, three points. So, so um, I'm pretty sure any. You, I'm pretty I didn't sure, get any points. Yeah. Well, I'm, well you, you kind of uh, fucked it up by telling him the game before the game was over. Well, I did because he told me chicken, uh, gizzards, I was getting there. Yeah. I was getting there though. You were I'm a chatty Kathy. But I I'll, I'll tell you this, honestly, oh. like every time we go there, we just kind of stick what we know and it's, you know, which is what docks, rocks, drops. That's really it. That's it. So <laughs> there's three go. things and if you throw I mean, long that's enough, right? You're going to catch a fish and <laughs> yeah. then hopefully the ones you do catch will be big enough to be in the money, but we're just going to stick with what we know. I've looked at all the ramps today, and uh, like I said, we're, we're closing on a house Friday. We'll have the keys to a new house five minutes from Lake Norman on Friday. And then, you know, we got a fishing tournament the following Saturday, so yeah. our minds are going to be on all over the place. Now. So we're, we need to go out there and make sure we get some points on the board or something, but really and truly, um, uh, I've looked at all the ramps, and if you're a river fisher that – river like if you like fishing rivers with um not a lot of uh, docks and stuff there's a shit ton of those ramps at these lakes i'm not that guy you know so if there's docks i'm probably gonna be there but that's about all i'll say for now hopefully you'll do well i I feel like there's a babcast uh shadow because uh i don't know just for me i'm a huge fan of tori her husband ryan hands-on adventures dustin and uh and yeah hand job and uh handbone fishing and uh event one they all fucking sucked so uh hopefully you do better because i'm adding you 
uh, probably to the top of my fantasy league. I don't know if anybody knows this, uh, but uh, Bass and Brews is doing a uh, Queen City Kayak Fishing Fantasy League. And by doing that, it means that I just pick people I want to win. And uh, so I can talk to them on the show. And uh, so far, I've, uh, I'm over 4. So, <laughs> yeah. I'll do my best. Yeah, because this could be the week of Wes, right? Like, if you win this event, you're coming back on next week mm-hmm. to talk again. I mean, I'll be here. Yeah. yeah. Not like I got shit else going on. <laughs> well, so. but, I mean, well, you, you're moving you, into a new house. Yeah, he's moving to into a new house. He's just got to some way to frame the, uh, the uh, you know, he's got to frame this shit behind him. Um, <laughs> and, but, that. You, we, we, need, we need to, look, I'm colorblind. This, you did a disservice <laughs> to me tonight putting that fucking. Let me grab it for you. Up. Let me grab it yeah, for you real yeah, quick. Yeah, grab, grab it. it. <laughs> I, can see it. I can't see shit. I'm colorblind. He got a white-ass piece of paper on an eggshell wall. It's <laughs> Got it taped up with <laughs> masking tape. Masking tape. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. That shit looked way better. Way better when it was on the wall. Now that I'm seeing it up close. <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> Bro, this is like five minutes before, you know. But I was like, yeah, y'all gave me shit last time about my. What oh, was that, yeah, go ahead, Paul. Hey, Wes, when you get a fucking. <laughs> Plastic trophy. Come holla at us, all. Mm. Okay. Plastic. I don't think Queen City gives out plastic trophies, do they? No, that looks like something you get when you win like Pee Wee football for participation. <laughs> or some shit. All right. Well, <laughs> before we get to uh, the the only part of the show you've never been part of at this point, uh, I want to give you an opportunity to uh, shout out anybody you'd like to sponsors, family, friends, because yeah. uh, th- this next portion. Is probably uh, the most dramatic, at least in how I present it, part of the show. Um, this is either going to make or break your career, so uh, you might as well, uh, you know, you know, dot the i's, cross the t's now, and say thanks. Okay, I'm a little worried. Why am I worried? Just, All right, just, so... just answer his question, and we'll worry you later. <laughs> okay, so I guess I should first thank my three sponsors. Yeah. Right. So I got me, myself, and I. So hey, we'll, there we go. Got those they, three. They, 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 never, they never give up on you. It's my favorite. Yep. Yeah. So right now we're supporting ourselves. We actually have developed our fishing resume to start reaching out to sponsors. But we're Hell kind yeah. of at that point. We need maybe a mentor to kind of guide us. But anyway, I got to give a shout out to Queen City Kayak Bass Fishing. Thank you, Vinny, Mary, and uh, and the kiddo for supporting us. Thank you for thank you, Queen City Kayak Bass Fishing, period. Um, and then, uh, I guess that's really it. Thank you all of our family and friends. And then, uh, if you don't know, we do have a YouTube channel, Bryce and West fishing, B R Y C E A N D W E S fishing for Paul there. Uh, so <laughs> every Friday, 7am, we have a fishing video, usually five to 40 minutes, just depends on what we're doing. Some DIY stuff, daily shorts. And then we're also on Facebook. Instagram and TikTok. Hey, definitely check out. Right. Definitely check out his YouTube. I uh, when you were on the show, you sent me the link. I've kind of binged through a bunch of your videos, and they're 
they're awesome, man. And and they're definitely different than the normal type of videos that are out there for fishing. Like your editing style is kind of unique and I dig it. I, I really do. It makes it inter- makes it very entertaining. As somebody who has watched a shit ton of videos and made a bunch of videos, uh, I, I, I'd like your videos. And well, thanks, I feel man. like sometimes people need to take some more. Like you don't have to do what everybody else is doing and you're not doing that. And I enjoy that. Yeah. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. And you know what I, y'all had mentioned some numbers earlier, but they say Mm -hmm. like your channel should be like 70. What is it? Like 70, 20, 10, like your main content, 20% and then 10% personal. But as far as I know, Bryson West fishing is the only gay uh, channel fishing dudes, people out there. So we are the ones, we are the ones, but we're not really, truly we we fish obviously, but we try to keep it fun, try to keep it light. And so, uh, yeah, there's a lot of bloopers. We get more views on the bloopers than we do. The bloopers are great. That's what I yeah. like is you posting all that. Two Alex, gay dudes what? fishing. The Queen City Queens out here doing the <laughs> Get thing. it. The Queen City Queens. Hey, I have said this since I've been on this podcast. People uh. want to see you in pain, and yes. that's emotional or physical. Now, Big Fish comes in second to those two. But if you are if you have emotional and physical pain, they want to see that shit. That's what mm-hmm. people want to see. That's yeah, I mean, Bryce do. isn't on the show. So at this point, uh, I've now elected Bryce as the pin cushion. We'll call him pin cushion. And you just hook him with different hooks. And then you do a review on the hook on how okay. it penetrates yeah. his finger. Yeah. We have to go to the hospital. With, yeah. with We've got two ER visits in our on our channel. There's two ER for oh, longest shit. time. He didn't use a net. He tried yeah. to fling it in and grab it. There we got two trouble ER hooks. We'll get you. But actually, I think that's a million dollar idea, right? Somebody does a review and they're like, "Hey, I've got the six sense dogma with these uh, treble hooks. Let's see how sharp they are." Oh, yep, it's uh, pretty good in my hand. Not as good as the Strike King, but pretty close. <laughs> Please subscribe to my channel. Thanks for watching. <laughs> hey, hey, and then you take it into which which pliers or which cutters yeah. are the best to cut the hook, cut and the then hook to out. pull it and to pull it out. Yeah, I mean, listen, what it is? We're giving you all this free advice. What type of alcohol should I drink to numb myself right now? None. There's None. another one. No, yeah. it's, 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 it's two years sober, so you're going to do it wrong. Not me. Bryce. Just... Bryce can drink while I'm ripping out. Oh, Bryce can drink. If you give him some white claw surges <laughs> with eight alcohols in it, I can guarantee you he can be... He, he, yeah. Throw, this hook right. is deep in his hand and it really hurts, but you know what the best way to fix it? It's a nice IPA from Kate May Brewery. <laughs> Kate May IPA, bringing your best way to uh, numb your nerves when you drive a really sharp Gamagatsu hook in your hand. <laughs> Check my out my pick. Facebook marketplace for <laughs> yeah. you know, small right, commission. All, all right, all silliness aside, this is the important part of the show, the only scripted part of the show. This is the world famous uh shotgun round paul that was better that was good i I like it you want to do it one more time like like just get it right on oh that's 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 the wrong shotgun they're blowing me a kiss (laughs) all right here's how it goes wes we are gonna ask you rapid fire questions 
Um, we're going to want right off the top of the dome, your answer to it. We don't want any pandering. We don't want any explanation. I'm kind of glad you didn't tell me. I hear John Boy and Billy do stuff like this. I'm ready. <laughs> exactly. It's going to be has, right off hey, of it. Wes, he has no idea who the fuck John Boy and Billy is. Oh, I don't. He has no fucking clue. Okay. Hey, was that when I was not on the show? No, John Boy and Billy is a Southern syndicated uh, huh. morning talk show. Yeah, no this, fucking way. Hey, hey, it is. I listen Jigs to NPR. And, all right, wait, 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 wait. Listen, Alex, I'm going to put this in for you. John Boy and Billy is yeah. the Jigs and Bigs oh, hell of yeah. morning talk radio. Okay. Except they don't do fishing. Gotcha. All right. All right. So you ready? Yeah. Crocs or flops? Flops. Uh-uh. Are you gonna spend? Uh uh-uh. uh. Flip flops. Crocs. I'm not that southern. I wear camel fuck Crocs. Hey, this total side note. Answer right off the bat. I'm gonna plug this man. too because I've been really. I think I might reach out to him. I just got a pair of. Uh... Hey dudes. Hey right? dude. My dad just got a pair of those. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. So they're not cool anymore. <laughs> no, his fiance works at like a country club and she heard about it. Yeah. thing and she got dude, they're so fucking now my amazing. dad's walking around with these things on. So I'm like, oh. they're fucking amazing. The kids the love holes them. In them. They don't know. They do. No, no, they do have an aqua brand, but also they're owned by Crocs. So I know a lot of people are mad oh. at Crocs right now and they're like, fuck that. I'm going to go to, Hey dude. Hey, guess what? Assholes owned by the same company. So go fuck it. Anyways, hey, did y'all watch? Did y'all used to watch Hey Dude on Nickelodeon? Hey, dude, yes, absolutely. That blonde chick on there was so hot. Mm, I loved her. Was she? I'm, back then, she was. Anyways, oh, um, are you going to spend uh, more on a rod or a reel? Um, probably a rod. Okay. Probably a rod. All right, uh, or, Texas. Or- Go ahead, Paul. Are are you more of a finesse angler then? Yes. Yeah. That's the dead right. As soon as I hear it, I don't even ask anymore because you you can basically tell the now, finesse guys to the. I'm a good. I'm pretty good at a crankbait too. I got a crank, oh, okay. you know, crankbait and spinner, but mostly finesse. Yeah. Okay. Are you uh, Texas or wacky? Wacky. You throwing the sassy stick, wacky? I'd rather throw a shaky head than throw a Texas rig. That's not the fucking question either. either is it? <laughs> <laughs> That's All right, how about a new one? Uh, Ned rig or shaky head? Shaky head. Doesn't matter. You. It's the same fucking technique. I don't know. The, I feel like with, uh, with the shaky head, you can hide the tip of the hook a little bit, and it's not as hangy. You Ned, can do that I'm, in a fucking Ned, too. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe. I disagree. Think that, that little teeny-ass I'm a biz bait. Biz baits don't make weedless Neds. They make, they got, <laughs> here's your hook, here's your bait, yeah, yeah. throw it. You know, so that's it. I don't, you know. Um, Pineapple on pizza. Yes or no? Yes. Yes, God my man. Damn it. Listen, <laughs> I live in New West? Jersey. <laughs> But I'm originally from Washington, and I fucking love pineapple on pizza. 
You're a liar. You talk shit about people putting pineapple on pizza all the time. I got the travel I don't, a little bit, so I'm a little I don't culture. talk shit on anybody putting pineapple on pizza. Look, pineapple I, on pizza is fucking wonderful. You guys can shut the fuck up. You do bacon or Canadian bacon and pineapple, you get sweet bacon, savory. It's, it's fucking ham. It's ham. It's not bacon. Ham and ham. pineapple on a pizza is... Sweet, it. savory. I get my vegetable. I get my dairy. I get my carbs. I get all the fucking pyramid. Hold up, hold up. What the fuck vegetable are you getting on a tomato Canadian sauce, oh. dickhead? Oh. Tomatoes a fruit. No, it's not on the food pyramid. It's te- it's technically. Listen, we're not going to talk about anything educational because that's <laughs> not going to be in your realm. This it's not. It is not a vegetable. <laughs> all right. You're Actually, your it's to- not even a fruit. It's a nightshade. But anyway, it's go a ahead. night. Okay. Uh- you know what? I actually I take all that back. Uh, you are the cooking king of Bass and Brews, as per your TikTok live. So, yes, I can cook very mm-hmm. very goodly. I know. Um, slow jams or hype music? Hype music. Mm-hmm. Hype music. Let's go. What's uh? What's the uh the jam that gets you hyped up the most? What do you got? Uh, I'm a big Queen guy. No pun intended. Uh, <laughs> But I love I love Queen. I'm kind of an old school rock. There guy, we go. You know, I gotcha. Yeah, Rice is more into like the uh, like this. It's funny to me. It sounds like a Barbie theme song. It's like, uh, let me take a selfie. Ha ha ha! Like shit, like that. <laughs> yeah. And I'm over I'm here. I'm a like, Barbie girl it's, in a it's, Barbie world. It's like 2002 it's music. Like yeah, that. yeah. It's I'm like Doja like, Cat. Yeah, and we're like driving. It's like three thirty in the morning to Tourney Day. I'm like, I need some freaking ACDC right now. I need some like Leonard Skinner. Let's freaking and then and then I have to let him yeah. pick for TikTok uh, <laughs> songs, basically. <laughs> yes, that's it. Yeah, yep. like literally one of the songs says, "Let me take a selfie." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Are you serious? Are we listening to this right now? You know, we're gonna lose like, today. I know, so like, how way to hell is what you know, yeah. right? All right, you got a, a five hour session of fishing. Would you rather have five two pounders or one seven pounder? Uh, you said five two pounders mm-hmm. or one seven pounder? One seven pounder. I've caught a few too in my day. Yeah. I want that seven. No, I, there I you don't. There you go. Yeah. Um, have Alex, you ever I need to bring out the list because I see you keep looking up trying to That's remember. a weird habit I have. It it no, no, it's like a weird it dramatic thing. Oh, yeah, it's a weird dramatic thing. Also, I, I, I keep the set list for the questions directly on the ceiling right there. Uh, That's not your mirror. Yeah, this is going to be a weird one, Wes, but uh, have you ever eaten beaver? Yes. Okay. How'd you prepare it? Wait, uh, I haven't. Wait, um, damn, that is weird. Yeah, I should have uh, I should. thought about this. <laughs> Do y'all eat beaver up north, or is it a different kind of beaver? <laughs> Dude, I'm like blushing right now. Uh, do do people prepare for beaver to be eaten? Oh, you from they North do. Carolina? You ain't never eat no. You ain't never had no barbecue beaver, bro. 
I don't think I think we're talking about different kind of beavers. I don't know. Can I get back to you? Can I follow up with you on that? <laughs> no, this is shotgun right <laughs> It's shotgun right <laughs> I've never eaten beaver. I've never eaten the mammal or whatever that the thing that makes the dams in the water. I've never eaten one of those. Okay. Okay. All right. That's what we're talking about, I think. Uh, that's okay. what that's what we talking about. What yeah. are you talking about? You should probably uh, this is Bass and Brews. We are a uh, very mature. Oh it is delicious though. It is really Pond Hop and VA. It sounds like it. You just lost your spot. <laughs> that's the best answer. I don't know. When you said how do you prepare it, he was like, raw. Yeah, it was like, really good. People prepare? That I, I in my experience, you just get right to it. You know, you're not well, you gotta, it's it's very tough, so you gotta you know you gotta prepare it's it. Talking like, about the mammal. He's talking I mean, about you the can marinate, you can marinate really it, but about, I just put it on the slow cooker. I think and we're talking about like different types pork. of beavers. We're talking yeah. about different beavers. Okay. Well, there's only one beaver. Okay. Uh, Paul, was that all of them? Did I get through them all, or did I miss some? You definitely, definitely missed a very important one. Well, not the last one, but yeah, everything before the last Do one. Do you eat largemouth bass? Oh, yeah. No. 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 Have you no. ever? No. Okay. What? You're from I'm with you, man. Gastonia, North Carolina. You, you didn't never eat large my bass growing up. Mm-mm, catfish, like blue cats, but no. But there's signs in the water that says you shouldn't be eating the bass around here if you're like under 12 and pregnant. Yeah, but there's something. also signs that say you shouldn't be any, <laughs> eating anything out of it, including <laughs> yeah, blue cats. That's true. No, I've heard, you know I've seen all the debates online. I've seen all the internet trolls. Somebody puts a fish in a cooler, and the people just lose their minds. You know what I mean? Yeah, look, but that's, there's, I, I just, I don't know. That's one reason why some of our fisheries are fucking sucking right now is because we ain't keeping enough fucking fish out of them. Bass could be to eat. What do you y'all both eat? Bass, I'm assuming. No, right? I don't. Okay, yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'll I'll play that. Hey, hey, you you obviously haven't listened to some episodes. So the the best bass to fillet out are the eight Stop. pounders and a big. Stop. And up because, Stop. like, I mean, it's like a piece of salmon, and you deep Stop. fry that whole thing. Oh, yeah, man, them yeah. little 12 inches. Hey, Wes, what do you do on uh Wednesday nights? Would you like to come on and be the new co host of Bass and Brews when I fire Paul? <laughs> he can't fire me. I'm too, all, I'm too factor authenticated. All the passwords, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's got to start over. <laughs> all yeah. right, Paul, is that all we got? Before um, the last one, let me double check. Listen, yes, 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 yes. yes that's no all more. Good no job, more Alex. animal questions. All right. Well, you got one more. So, <laughs> and this is legitimate. The most important question. This is the one. When I talked about make or breaking your career with the Brewskis, which are the fans of the Bass and Brews podcast, it's this question. These are the ones where I like to talk about how our community is very opening and welcoming of everybody and uh they really are except when it comes to this question they are going to yeah you fuck this one up you're done we've uh yeah i mean there's no way to do it you ready i mean yes yeah he's he's saying yes but his face is saying no i can't tell if you're fucking just ask this is bassett bruce i would never fuck with you Okay. I mean, I would never do anything for drama. Um, 
every good angler loves a sandwich. What are your top three sandwich proteins? Ham is probably going to be my number one. Solid. Turkey is wonderful. And maybe like fried bologna. There we go. Fuck we, yeah. We finally, we, there we go. Fried bologna. My man. I thought you were going to say liver pudding, though. Man, <laughs> not on tourney day. I don't know. I like nah, the, no. the, You got to do the bologna right. You got to cut the little slits on it on the pan. Yep. Yes, so you do. Yep. Yeah. So it'll yep. fold up. Yeah. All right, Wes. Well, uh, hang hey, out for hey, a real minute. Quick, real quick. Oh. Real quick before we end. Balls I had me. the opportunity to fish oh. with Bailey Ogbrick from Sears Angler this past weekend. Mm-hmm. And he didn't. He didn't come come up here. He had better shit to do. Like he he Wait, wanted you, to go to Norman instead of coming to Jordan. But then he just took his ass uh, home because it was like a thirteen hour drive. So, so I had to I give think, him some shit because he got my hopes all up and stuff. I was so excited. We've been planning it all week, and uh, I thought he was gonna get here. <clears throat> I blew up the air mattress and had it set out for him downstairs. I told my wife on Friday, I said, hey, I got a buddy from New York that's coming up, and he's going to fish with me Saturday. And, you know, he's he's going to stay at a truck stop or some bullshit. He just stay here. He's not he's going to get here late. We can get up early and go fishing. And she's like, you better start fucking cleaning the house. Yeah, yeah. I'm in there. I'm in there vacuuming, mopping, cleaning like a motherfucker. Send him a picture. My wife got my ass cleaning because you're supposed mm-hmm. to be coming. And then he's like, nah, man, I'm I'm going to go to Norman to catch fucking small spotted bass instead of Jordan Biggs. And then I caught a six-incher, so here we are. Yeah, maybe he made the right call. Well, Wes, hang out for a minute. Um, real quick, it's not that bullshit where I end the show before this has to deal. Would you stop, Paul? Paul. Legitimately, I know you guys don't like it when I end the show early, but I do have one last announcement. It has to deal with our next live show. Our next live show is going to be 